are listening to the Chomcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. We know life is precious and your time is valuable. So thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully you can return the favor uh, by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. Sorry, I meant we can return the favor. <laughs> you can return the favor. Let's both just return favors to each other. Um, you know, the Chomcast gives you... about giving head? <laughs> Mutual gratification, Rich. Uh, the Chomcast gives you double life experience points. It's true. Pop on the show next time you're uh, pleasuring your significant other, and you'll do it twice as good. Promise. As well. Damn you. Superman Every show does good. You're doing well. <laughs> Every show is streaming and downloadable. I bring at her flowers for pleasure. Come. And of course, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, every major podcast outlet. And uh, head on over, give us a kind five-star rating, and subscribe. Um, again, if you're feeling really frisky, go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. I'm so excited to this, uh, for this show today. I had to slow down a little bit because, man, we have so many fun things to talk about. Uh, and we are on a little bit of a time limit for one of our special hosts here. Um, so I've condensed my intro a little bit. The $7.5 billion question. Will Elder Scrolls 6 be an Xbox exclusive? We polled our audience and 67% of them said no. But the reality is after Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda, we really have no idea what's going to happen with that franchise or Fallout or many others. And that's why this whole situation is so incredibly fascinating. Um, our audience tells us which console they are getting their hands on this fall. And uh, we had a ton of incredible polls at the Sword Chomp Instagram page. Our, our patrons, Sword Chomp patrons, will chime in on the topic of the show, the Bethesda topic. And we have a ton of games to run down, including Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Hades, Mortal Shell, BPM. It goes on and on. Probably stuff I'm forgetting. So let's get right into it. Like I said, we're on a limited of a... A time schedule here because the one and only Shay Layton, the professor, has returned to us from vacation, um, and he's only got about forty-five minutes. So, hey, how you doing, Shay? Hey, I'm good. First off, before I launch into anything, thank you guys for finally going to learn how to uh, do that job. Accommodating huh? my schedule, I have work training today. Um, it's mandatory. Uh, you yeah. know, I figured after almost four years of teaching, it's Good. finally time Tragic. to learn how to actually interact yeah. with children as I'm teaching them English. So, yeah, I think it's about time. But no, I'm good. Um, vacation was awesome. Um, I'm going to be making some Instagram posts about it in my personal page. But I went into the countryside of Japan and experienced something that I studied in college six years ago. So I absolutely ecstatic um basically i went to see something called sokushinbutsu which is a japanese buddhist mummy mm -hmm. there are five of them okay. in the prefecture i went to which is yamagata and there's one in gifu and uh it was absolutely amazing yeah. to see that in person after studying it six years ago um it's it's a very lengthy story i can't like we would be here for 15 minutes as i described it um but Long story short, it was an amazing trip. It was, you know, like everything I would want out of visiting Japan. Most people go to Tokyo or Osaka. But going into the countryside, I actually got to see like very traditional historical mm -hmm. Japan 
which is something that I always long for when I travel. So thank you guys for putting up with me traveling last week. And uh, I'm excited to be here to talk about a bunch of games because I actually got, got a bunch of gaming in as we were we drove to and from the uh, location. I, so yeah, I, Shay, I, gaming I messed up my Switch. intro. I was going to say, and Professor Layton has returned to us and he wants you to get all wet because because microsoft owns wet now ah close that's a good one rich close 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 uh close 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 come on guys somebody you got it because no, there's a drought it's coming out because of the you've been playing mario yeah yeah you're squirting squirting in mario oh, yeah. sunshine they fixed mario uh, because sunshine. super mario sunshine squirting oh. with that gun baby i mean the wet cut <laughs> Well, it's not it's not inverted anymore, so it's a it's playable now. Now it rumbles for his and her pleasure. <laughs> you heard it here first. Rich said Mario Sunshine was unplayable. Before. I've already I've already beaten it. I should tell you that on the, the collection. I love Mario Sunshine. Next oh, question. you sick bastard! Well, that's uh, Rich Meister joining us here, saying next question. Um, already passing the buck. You know, I'm sure we'll get a lot of Mario hot takes this show. So, you know, we can. <laughs> We could say, I can't believe you plowed through that thing already. Morgan, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have to call Rich Russell Westbrook Meister. Oh, next now. question comments. Rich yeah, there Russell we go. Westbrook like Meister for the next question comments. Yeah, because Russell Westbrook, uh NBA player who plays for the Rockets currently, is very famous. If he doesn't want to answer a question, he thinks it's stupid. He just says, "Well, the joke's on this question. <laughs> the joke's on you." I'm just completely disinterested. Where, so. bro? Russ Meister. Rich, that's your. Well, the joke's on you, Rich, because I got. We're a calling ton you of Russ for the rest of this podcast. You, so I bet you get ready. Do. I was. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was busy uh, distracted. Well, that nickname lasted for all of two seconds. Go, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, yes, I'm excited about that. Yes, I am Morgan. General Mountain Time here from Montana. Go ahead, Josh. I see you sh- shuddering over there. Josh no, is joining just, us. No, that's that, I did that for years, and uh, he did. Yeah, I, uh, I I did give some I did give some notes. Uh, Josh, my earliest notes are, wow, you sure love using quotation it's marks. Uh huh. I, I, the whole thing was actually in quotations at first, and he said that was a little much. So I thought maybe. And he's like, <laughs> oh, "Well, I'm quoting myself." I said, <laughs> "It was entirely quotations." Michael Scott, Morgan mm-hmm. Barnes. That's true. That's <laughs> you true. miss 100 so percent of the shots you don't and then take. Whoever Wayne carries on this really sad torch after me can uh, hopefully quote that as well. Uh, but yeah, no, we'll talk about that later. That's pretty fun. I'm learning a lot about reviews from the Rich Meister. But yeah, Josh, happy to have you here today. It's so early, you didn't have time to eat your usual meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you starving right now, or what's going on? No, I intentionally had a big lunch. Figured I'd. Uh, have something after oh. the show. Me too. Me too, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Way, nice way too much for lunch. Figured. Figured we're gonna try to muscle through the show here without mm. without fainting of through the show. Yeah. Hunger. Yeah. Well, Josh, you're right because holy shit, uh, you know you got we got two gotta... shows to do, buddy. I know this might make you throw up, Josh, uh, but somebody acquired Bethesda. I don't know. That's a terrible say. <laughs> like Josh cares. And sh- like Josh gives a shit about that. I like um, it when company buy other company. He would just play it on PC anyway, so it really doesn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if there's any pr prospective graduate students out there looking to do a thesis paper, you could do one and quantify well, the number of fucks or shits that Josh gives. To be fair, and this Bethesda is the best way to look at this, I think Josh and I both kind of Microsoft. feel the same way about this in particular. If anything, it's slightly convenient news for us because that's a shit ton of games that are just going to be put on PC Game Pass that we now don't have to buy. It's true. As far as the news, yeah, the news stuff is concerned, uh, you're going to save a lot of money there. So potentially potentially yeah and i think that's a you know we'll get right into it um massive yep. earth shattering news to some degree we pulled our audience and we'll talk about that later um but right after all that ps5 chaos then there's this huge announcement that microsoft had acquired uh bethesda um and that is and then they had of course that picture going up all over social media of all the the different games that Bethesda is a part of in some shape or fashion. So, and then, yes, and then all, the, of course, the internet lost its mind. Um, if you were a, a PlayStation um, diehard, then you were upset about the whole thing or convinced they were still going to be selling you those games anyway. Just some of that money's going to go to Microsoft's pocket. Todd if wouldn't were... do that to me. <laughs> you, you believe Why that? You the, one last job. Todd sold Skyrim to Microsoft. <laughs> I want to... I want to see somebody <laughs> shaking with their PlayStation just sniveling uh, in a corner. I, it's, Why? It, the Why whole, it's, it's fascinating <laughs> in some ways because I was thinking about it like... You picking up the Zune version of, of uh, Skyrim? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's eventual. They no, should absolutely won't. go back and make a Zune version of that. Just 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 because at this never point, for, yeah. Never for, Zune twenty twenty one. Never forget, guys. Uh, you happen to you know just to put uh, Skyrim on. be on a podcast with the very man who reviewed the Amazon Alexa version of Skyrim for Destructoid.com. <laughs> the very one. Wow. Yeah. All right. Wow. You should. I didn't I didn't give it a <laughs> score I though because it didn't seem fair honored. to the other games. I like the way mm. Shay said that. Oh, that's I know right. she You don't I know Shay meant uh, I do I feel honored, but like it sounded like do I feel honored? It sounded like he was it's asking something to think about. Question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really need to ponder that. Oh. Well, this is fascinating. Um Microsoft actually just last year, yeah. Uh, I was actually looking this up earlier. They joined the, um, what is it, the the Trillionaire Club? I believe it was. Let's see here. Um, because corporations which, are people. <laughs> because uh, yeah, it says in April night, twenty nineteen, Microsoft reached the trillion dollar market cap, becoming the third United States public company to be valued at over one trillion after Apple and Amazon. Does respectively. that article finish with if you aren't in shock? You clearly have no idea the exorbitant, unrealistic amount of money that is. So you should do some digging. Uh -huh. Well, the reason I bring that up to start this off is I think a lot of times people think no matter how much, you know, Xbox seems to kind of be fumbling their way or how much a system can tank or not tank, depending on what your perspective is, that Microsoft has an uh, unbelievable amount of money. M Microsoft <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> has way more throwing around money than Sony does, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. It's true. It's like, true. The PlayStation 5 when I read was a huge part of Sony's revenue. It's like just to, the... to give you an idea of like insane deals, uh I believe what what they paid for Bethesda is about 3 million dollars more than what Disney paid for the Star Wars franchise. 
That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, that sounds sounds about right. Um. So yeah. So that's because that's the thing. No matter how much, even if you want the Xbox to tank for whatever reason, and you think it's the worst launch ever, and it's a, which and is an a weird opinion to have because you you really have no horse in that race as a as just a person on the street. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um. But you know how the internet is. It's just that's not going to happen because Microsoft has so much money. I mean, the Wii U is a mitigated to some degree of failure, and Nintendo is fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not. This isn't like the era where the Sega Dreamcast came out and bombed, so they just imploded. This isn't. Yeah, this isn't Sega. Sega Microsoft. and Microsoft are not comparable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really do. To his credit, I think Phil Spencer's "If you can't beat 'em, buy 'em" outlook is going to pay off in the long run. If Probably. that's Phil Spencer's decision, yeah. Go ahead, Shay. Go ahead, sorry. That's interesting. That's interesting to think about, though, because uh-huh. Bethesda hasn't True had enough. the greatest track record within the past, oh, well. I don't know, five years. Like, it seems like they've been digging themselves a deeper and deeper yeah. hole. And I get, I get what you're saying. Can't beat them, buy them in terms of, like, comparison to Sony. But with with Bethesda just not having the greatest track record right now, I think that it made sense that another studio buy them to kind I think of they need the resources. some new life into them. I think they really, really need that right now. Um, yeah, they really... Well, yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think part of it is just they just... I don't know how how integrated Microsoft is going to be in what bethesda does in their games you know like i don't know how comparable it is to like a studio label having say in a band or musicians um creativity and record making i don't know if that's a comparable analogy there but it'll be interesting to see if microsoft gives little nudges to kind of write the ship to bethesda because i've like in the Late two thousands, early twenty tens. It is no longer the age of oblivion. Couldn't miss. Um, like they were doing everything right. But I mean, they, they and have then, id now. They, age they, like, of Bethesda oblivion. alone had acquired so much, and so, I I think at the best case right. scenario, what Microsoft's backing could do for them is simply like a, oh shit, this isn't looking good. We need help. Like you can go to Big Daddy Microsoft, who Big can Daddy. get you more devs, who can you know give you the financial backing you need to sort of like hard press some i'm hoping we get more polished bethesda games is my biggest hope here i you you know we can hope for that because obviously the the bugs are such a pertinent thing are and, and they've permeated bethesda games for years now especially the open world games but my one of my concerns with that and it's a slight concern would be that if they're getting all these resources and devs working that they didn't have before, is that going to take away some of what I would consider the charm of some of those older games, you know, oblivion was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And oblivion and Skyrim, both and the fallout three granted new Vegas, new Vegas too. Here we come. But overseen was overseen by Bethesda was that there was, a lot of in, there's a lot of integrated story and whatnot and there, there was just a lot going on and i think that's what made a lot of people felt fall in love with those games and it feels like that they've really gone away from that model and to be fair i think i think that part of that is kind of the evolving 
landscape of where gaming is at right now, a lot of gamers, I think in general, or casual gamers, people who casually play games, however you want to parse that, label that, want more like shorter and tighter gameplay experiences because as gamer gamers and people are getting older the the shift of attention span all of that that people want to get in and out of a game as quickly as possible which is why i think we've seen uh shifts to things like fallout shelter things to elder scrolls blades um fallout 76 like all these all these things that you can jump in and out of pretty seamlessly i think we've seen bethesda do that a lot with their main titles and i you know in theory as a as a fan i would say i want to see them go back to a previous model where they um I mean, it's kind of been put more love and care into their games and it's a longer experience but i don't know if that's where the um the landscape of gaming is at right now per se i i would think so because obviously this year has had a lot of longer gameplay experiences so to see a studio like microsoft by Bethesda, it it gives me a little bit of hope that I mean, they're going something to big kind of right the ship. It's been so to speak. decades that they've just been kind of following market trends. Unfortunately, um, gotta love the market. Between you know making Fallout more and more of a shooter until seventy six, where they're just like. Let's just scrap the story. No one, no one was really paying attention to that anyway. That's not the part you guys liked, right? Um, and then, yeah, all the other stuff you're talking about, all those other like it's, I mean, it's, it seems like they've been kind of following the market instead of making their own thing for a while. And I don't know if this is anything that'll get them on track, but I would like to see that. I don't know if Microsoft is what gets them on track. I mean, I think they were starting to learn lessons one way or another. Like you bring up the Fallout thing, and I think nothing will tell you they miscalculated more than the fact that you know almost a year after launch, Fallout seventy six had to basically announce that it was adding story as an update. Yeah, like we're putting NPCs in the in the Fallout game. Turns it, out you guys yeah. like that part. I yeah I agree. Like I had a I tried to d- defer from this hot take until the show because I already had a fun playful jab at Microsoft this week on the Instagram, and it was. Definitely a big enough uh, fun post to talk about, but I didn't want to like double down on barreling into Microsoft as it is, because um, these you know people get really upset about that, or they, it's one or the other. They think it's really funny, or they get really mad. Is you, you can't win. Are you are but, you still upset about what what happened to you? Um, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Look, Jeffrey messaged me, man. He told me to let you know that your refrigerator is running. Oh, um, <laughs> he messaged me too. Yeah, he was like, "Dude, I'm gonna prepare you for all the trolls you're gonna get." So he told me, "Ban." I think he said, "Is your refrigerator running?" He said, "He asked me if I had an iPhone." He said, "Banjo Kazooie sucks." He was just loading me up for a bunch of uh, weird trolling. We discussed um, so it, and that. we're gonna send you over to Eight Chan and uh, <laughs> Sink or Swim. Ugh. Ooh. Good luck with the white um, supremacists. Yep. War never changes. Morgan will not return I mean, it's... home from war the same man he went out <laughs> the, as. The funny, yeah, well timed. <laughs> uh, the the funny thing about that stuff is the oh god. Uh, the funny thing about that is social media is that sometimes people I don't think realize that with social media you're just if you see a joke you you, you take it because it's just the fun of having a social media. But I will say this, and I mean this in sincerity. 
people not might not like to hear it bethesda for me over the past five years is on a downward trend um they pushed my one of my favorite composers mick gordon and out of doom and they pretty much ruined that franchise for me at this point they wolfenstein 2 was a pretty interesting crazy story but the gameplay was boring fallout 76 was a Meh. There's some fine games in there, like Prey was fine, stuff like that. Yeah. But over the past five years, other than like but Doom 2016 and maybe Wolfenstein, there's hope for Doom again because Microsoft doesn't hate John Carmack. Well, let, that, that's what let I'm saying. John Carmack I, make Doom and then strap it to a rocket and fire it to Saturn. This, this, the whole thing. It just made me laugh when I saw that picture of all those games up on there. They were, they were either old games or games that. Were really disappointing for me, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. This is a this is a hope move. It's it's all about hope. Do you guys yeah. um? It, do you yeah. think QuakeCon's still a thing? Well, you, you, uh, anyway, I probably maybe. No, no, I mean, I mean, like going forward now that like because QuakeCon had like become a Bethesda convention, yeah, yeah. more than anything now. Like it wasn't even well, really about Quake anymore. I, well, I just one, wondering yeah, if like Bethesda it exists did. at all now, like going forward. Well, Bethesda doesn't even have to have their own E3 conference anymore, which is pretty cool. They can just combine it with Microsoft's yeah. and make which, that a, yeah, a whole. The, well, their last one was just, hey, look at all the cool companies we bought. We drew a theme <laughs> yeah. park. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember <laughs> ID? They were pretty great. You guys remember the 90s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where I think the hope is cool. I think it's interesting. I think it's cool that the ideas the idea is fascinating to think about Will Elder Scrolls. You know, our audience isn't convinced because, you know, I believe in my heart that Microsoft at the end of the day wants to make money. They don't care how they make the money. So if you if you buying Elder Scrolls six on your PlayStation five gives Microsoft money, then why wouldn't they allow that opportunity? Me a money the, needing a lot now. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to think about. What do you guys think about that? Um I- I'll let Josh go first, actually. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. I don't see them being super strict with, like, oh, it's got to be on our console. We've, we've got to push this thing. Just seeing the way they've handled the PC market and the, even just their own console recently it, it, with the Xbox essentially just becoming, you know, a PC as far as, you know, what games are on each. Um but I mean, they've made it. They made it easier and easier over the years to have Windows running on a machine to the point Get where the you don't. Get the software somewhere. You, yeah, you don't. You don't hear as many people talking about how Linux is the only option because they've just <laughs> they, like Microsoft. You know, Windows used to be expensive, and they've been slowly making changing that, that. You know, less of a a hurdle, and then on top of that, everything runs on it because they've just you know not made their platform in a walled garden like apple has um yeah so i i don't know i i have hopes that that means they will continue to allow you know i think they'll be more limiting than that yeah playstation and and switch versions of their stuff i think they'll be way more loosey-goosey with switch because I think they see view that as less of a competitor, and it makes sense to have the Wolfenstein on on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see a lot of these games being timed exclusives, especially with the way Game Pass works. Yeah. I could see them going, okay, the new like Elder Scrolls Six is on PC and it's on Xbox for a year, and then like a year goes by and you've either played it on Game Pass or you've bought it. And now you can go ahead and sell it on those other platforms. 
because yeah. we we're gonna get our money somewhere at this point like then we're entering yeah. a weird place where and i know that's the case with some games like minecraft and stuff but that stuff feels a little bit more ubiquitous uh where microsoft is selling you a playstation game and that's weird but i like ori 2 is coming to switch like it's not like this stuff isn't happening it's just not happening on a scale of like these triple a games is not happening in that space yet yeah well we've only seen a few of them like that with uh um oddly enough i've been seeing shorter windows recently like half a year or a month or something mm-hmm. like spelunky 2 gotta deal with playstation so it's you for know, two weeks yeah out a couple weeks later um on everything else but um i mean like the tomb raider 2 you know, the the reboot um was like a year exclusive thing before they moved on. So it seems like they've kind of they've te- they've been testing the waters with this idea with with some of their other games, some of their other yeah, totally. contracts. Um so I'm sure they've got the data there to they've probably already decided this one way or another. So we're kind of but it it seems like they are fine with opening up other platforms. I mean, they've said it was a case-by-case basis, which tells me it might not be that cut and dry yet. Like, Mm -hmm. they might have an idea of what they want, and they're just deciding what that's going to look like. Yeah. I could see see other ways of rolling that out as well. Like, you guys are talking about time as being the limiting factor there. I could see them doing it with money as well. So, for example, since Xbox has acquired Bethesda, they could say, okay, Elder Scrolls Six, the new Fallout, whatever whatever game is coming out it's available on game pass for pc and xbox bam but if you want to get it on ps4 it's going to be or sorry ps5 it's going to be the full 70 dollar price period so you no matter what you have to buy the full game they still get the money from that but if you are in the xbox ecosystem you get access to it via the game pass which is cheaper um after yeah. having owned think... an xbox or they could even like yeah. take that a step further which i don't see them doing this they'd probably get a lot of blowback from this but saying hey it's available on xbox immediately and pc immediately um it's going to be an extra ten dollars to pick it up on any sony or nintendo system upon initial release i doubt they would do something like that but it's something yeah. like like we said they're testing the market it's something that you know, we are seeing an increase in price in gaming, um, buying the games and I'm sorry, buying games, not the hardware that we could see that being the case. Um, I, I think that's more the, the second one is the more unlikely scenario, but um, I'm not going to close the door to something like that because, I mean, they're raising gaming prices. So we got to be prepared for anything at this point. It, it, yeah, it would be interesting because let's say they did that. Do you think. Because I'm not so weird about my digital... Like, here's the weird thing about this. There's three layers to that idea. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean that to be the triple layer burrito joke. Um, actually, I don't even know if it's three layers. Let me talk it out. The first is, like you're saying, Shay, that... It might just I be have two. no idea how many points I have here. <laughs> I, I really I'm just going to start talking. But, but they will reveal themselves. I know there's several. Let's say they do that. 
I personally am okay with digital purchases, but Game Pass is almost like a realm beyond a digital purchase. There are some people that don't even like digital purchases because they're scared their game's going to disappear. And then Game Pass is like an extension of that where it's not even a digital purchase of the game. It is a rental, basically, digitally. And if you don't have Game Pass, you don't have the game. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that scary of a proposition. I don't, but with something like Elder Scrolls, I wonder, because it's such a big game that people are going to be like, I want to own Elder Scrolls. I don't know if I want to rent it. You know, you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Skyrim was ported to every imaginable technological device humanly possible for the past nine years, and I think that speaks to the longevity of that game and the effect that Bethesda can have. I mean, you can play Skyrim if you are so inclined, in 2020 and still find things to do. I think the same can be said of Oblivion, to be honest with you, and some of the, not as much as the Fallout games, in the Fallout games, but it's still certainly possible. I feel like those games, yeah, more people are going to want to own them. But at the same time, because we're taught, we talked earlier about the lack of goodwill that I think Bethesda has right now, it would be in Microsoft's best interest to put it on Game Pass to say, hey, uh, check this game out, and to kind of build back some of that goodwill that Bethesda lost over the past few years. So, I mean, that, that yeah. has to be a factor as well, I think. It's, it's fascinating. It, it's, it's such an interesting move. I will give them that. Like, you're right, Rich, when you said it's Microsoft's solution definitely seems to be more along the lines of things aren't going well, let's throw money at the problem. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which, just like my just dad. Money at it. <laughs> when my relationship's going bad, that's what I do. Just throw them, hey, babe, you want this? You want that? That's always worked really well for me, obviously. Clearly. Um, <laughs> um, it's interesting. I, I, I wish I was high, high on Bethesda as some people are, but I will say the potential with Elder Scrolls and Return to Fallout. If, let's put it this way. If they made it an exclusive in a couple of years... Let's say in two years they make one of those massive games exclusive. The it's, Elder Scrolls gorge- Series X. Yeah, it's it's yeah. You get a you get a giant Series X that's like looks like something from from uh, whatever. No, that's just the title of the next Elder Scrolls game. Uh, the, uh, or you can yeah, get the Elder Scrolls Series S. It's yeah. the same game, but with like ten minute loading. They're screen. not going to call it six now, even though it's supposed to be six. They're working ten on Fusro Daz. Yeah, they're, they're going to yeah, have to name because- it something completely incomprehensible. I, I hope I think they would be smart to change because nobody calls Elder Scrolls they don't nobody calls Skyrim Elder Scrolls. Well, 5. I mean, they we presumably like think it's going to be like all the other ones, like na- probably maybe named after a yeah. province or have some other yeah. name. I'm hoping for the Elder Scrolls Six elsewhere because I just want to live in the cat people land. There you oh, go, God, Elder Scrolls. Um, anyways, uh, Shay, uh, for the last, we're going to jump back to this topic when Shay leaves. But for the last ten minutes, I wanted to get Shay's uh, takes on some games he's been playing before he goes. Um, and then we'll take a break and we'll come back with some more on this topic of the show. Shay, you finally got to delve into Super Mario Sunshine at the Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Um, yeah. How are you feeling about it? Um, you know, I, w- I want to first like have it on the outside picture and bring it in just for a hot 30 seconds. Um, I, I have played Super Mario 64. I, ha- I never got around to Sunshine and Galaxy. And mm-hmm. I was initially going to uh turn on Super Mario 64 and just crank that game out again. But Rich was like, no, 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 do Sunshine. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, Rich, you're right. I've never played Sunshine. So I, I've been 
bopping through that game and I've been absolutely loving it. It's gorgeous. Um, absolutely gorgeous game. Music is pretty, pretty good. Um, honestly, I've been listening to podca- podcasts or other music interspersedly while playing that game from time to time. But yeah, the music is pretty dang good. Um, one thing that was kind of off-putting to me is because I have such fond memories of Super Mario 64 that the voice mm-hmm. of Mario changed, I believe, in Sunshine. So the way he vocalizes so. what he's Ooh. doing sounds different. It's still Charles Which, Martinet. Ooh, yeah, it's, yeah it's Charles, Charles, Charles Martinet has been Maybe Mario. he needed a lozenge in the day he did the voice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's just the vocalization sound a little bit different. Um, which was, not, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't need to be consistent. Huh. I was just like, oh, this is not Super Mario 64. As if I needed another reminder just of I'm that. I'm pretty sure but, they were. I'm just going to look this up. See if they, I don't, for some is, reason, changed it, it for I don't think he sunshine. has not been Mario in like 30 years. Oh, you set him off, Shay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe your brain I've was just like, I haven't heard Mario in so long. Like, I it weirded you out. Let's go. That that might be that might be <laughs> it as well. But um, I really I like the flood system yep, a lot. No, it's the same it, guy. It just maybe it just sounds like the vocalizations <laughs> are different. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, it was a little <laughs> off-putting to me. Is point being, um, could have been the recording. I really like the flood. <laughs> I love the flood system because it gives you an additional level of control when you're doing platforming in that game because Super Mario 64 was awesome at its time. Obviously, you go back and it's like Mario in Super Mario 64 is on ice skates. So as you go to stop, there's a little bit of drift. You know, I, I don't know the technical term, but a little bit of drift there. And... It actually is the same case with Super Mario Sunshine a little bit, but with that flood control system, it gives you just a little bit more control, which is really nice. And they have some pretty interesting and unique puzzles that they do with that flood system. Obviously, this is not new groundbreaking knowledge for most people, but for me, it was having never played the game. And they definitely have some unique puzzles dealing with that. Um the camera angles I know have been such a big, big issue for a lot of people for Sunshine, and I've definitely had some issues with the camera angles at times. They try and do like tighter, compact puzzles in certain areas, and you're trying to flip the camera, and it won't flip or it won't get to the angle you want it to. It gets stuck there, and it's a pain in the ass at times. And that's a product of when that game was made. Obviously, uh, they didn't quite have all that shit figured out during the time but it definitely it definitely shows being a game that's being remastered and re-released in 2020 that both super mario 64 and sunshine um the camera angles were pretty abysmal in certain puzzles and locations but uh also i absolutely hate operating the flood uh system in the water absolutely hate that it's laborious it is not fun at all um absolute fucking I forgot what is it like in the water does it it's like a little jetpack right or it doesn't quite behave the way you'd want oh that's exactly that's exactly right like you're going to move and you're trying to turn around but he just keeps going straight and you're like what the fuck are you doing Mario (laughs) but um no that's what I say it's been a really fun Mario right I've really enjoyed the game a lot um I think I'm on 50 stars at this or whatever you want to call them i can't remember the sprites sprites shine sprites shine sprites that's it i'm on 50 shine sprites 
at this point. I've been really enjoying the game. Um, I enjoy the interactions you have with a lot, a lot of the people on Delfino Plaza and the various levels in there. It's, it's a very charming game. It's a Mario game. Mario, all Mario games are very charming minus three of them that nobody knows the names to, but I really enjoyed that. Um, Super Mario 64, just quick 30 seconds. I played that just a little bit. Um, Uh just to kind of compare that game has a little bit of polish, but it definitely does not look like a remastered game. It looks like they put on one minor fresh coat of paint in certain areas, and they said, okay, go play the game you know and you love. And for $20, I'm not going to complain having it portable now, but if I were to buy that game as a standalone for anything more than $20, I would have been pissed because it is not a, a... actual remaster um in my galaxy still rules and i'm excited to get to that game next so that's as as i finish sunshine i will probably interspersedly be playing galaxy along with some other games you're close to the end of sunshine uh sherry okay cool cool i'm excited for that um outside of sunshine i bought hades again because when I originally played it, Josh and I talked about it when it first released. I was not the biggest fan of that game. And yeah, me neither. I, I, I basically attributed 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 did <laughs> that's, a, attributed, that's a tough one. What the fuck? Attributed did English and I'm an English teacher. Attributed it whatever. I attributed that. You attributed that. I don't know why that was so hard. That's what but, she said. Um, oh, motherfucker! That, that, that's the proper name. usage of that, Rich. To um, a few things. One, my proper. computer wasn't fully capable of optimizing the experience there, and also mm, I yeah. wasn't a big fan of how they were rolling out the storytelling at the time. And I was I was confused because obviously I l- loved Bash and one of my favorite games of all time. I really enjoyed Pyre. Um, I've enjoyed what little I've played of Transistor. I need to finish that game. I was confused why I didn't like Hades. And so I've been, or, uh, sorry, Josh and I have been constantly saying to ourselves privately, we need to check the new Hades update. We need to check the new Hades update. We need to check the new Hades update. And finally, them having ported it to Switch, I was like, you know what? Let me just fucking rebuy the game. Let me put it on a console that can properly handle this game. And it's portable. And I've been loving this game since so doing that because my I have a I'm running it on something that can handle the game now. A lot of the updates, yeah. um, like minor gameplay things here and there, and there have been some major ones as well, have really made the game much more seamless. I'm enjoying the storytelling this time around because I don't feel like it's uh, hampering my system at all. It's been a really enjoyable game so far. Um, I've made it to the third world, uh, past the Hydra before dying. Uh, I, it's, it's a game that unlike something like darkest dungeon where you feel like it's a fucking slog to like go back and do the same thing over and over again. This game has a very rewarding system that makes you, if you die, you're like, fuck, I want to get right back in there and you are happy to do it. I haven't slept uh, of much. Of course, you get week. a little frustrated when you die, but you're happy <laughs> to get back in there. Yeah. So, 
I've really been enjoying that game. Um, I've been playing that game as well here and there. Um, Morgan, I don't think we're going to have time to break down the Crash Bandicoot demo this week, unfortunately. Maybe that's something you... You, you know what? The game will be out next week. Night and so break down privately. I mean, the game that's is coming true. out Thursday, so... <laughs> is it really that soon? That's it yeah, is, yeah. Seems... October 1st. I'm not counting the days or anything. Oh, the Mario 35, too. Oh, it's going to yeah. be a good week next week. Yeah, Mario 35 is dropping this week as well. I yeah. ordered 13 Sentinels, this week. so I can, there you I can go. tell Josh about anime robots. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I reminded you of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It should arrive Sunday because um, I wanted it physical. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm well, that, sorry. That's, yeah. Crash Bandicoot is October 2nd, not October 1st. I apologize. So Friday. Super Mario 35 is October well, 1st. Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, They all those Friday releases now, which is almost everything, it's just late Thursday, about 10 o'clock at night, you can usually get to it. 10 o'clock so. at night for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ah, the perks yeah. of living in. It'll be Friday morning for me when I'm at work, and as soon as I get off work, I'm coming home and eviscerating that game. Hot. Yeah, I mean, you, everybody has their perks, Morgan. Like, you know, you get games two hours early, and I live in a city that anyone can point to on a map. Huh. <laughs> yeah, they'd point to it and go, this is a trashy, rat-infested shithole. And they wish they could be here. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Shay, that's awesome. meet The, the rats, rats won't go to Great Falls. They, his name is Rizzo, and he's a Muppet. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I saw this hilarious rat uh, article the other day that made me think of, of New York Rich. Like, there was a giant fake prop rat that was, like, clogging up this, like, sewer or something, and everyone pulled it out, and it looked like this uh, giant rat the size of a horse found blocking sewer in Mexico City. So, made me think of you. Thank you. Sorry. The Next rat question. part or the size of the horse part? Wait, which? Both. I want, I want to know how yes. I should be offended. Josh, Both for yes, different sir. reasons. Okay. <laughs> Yes, Josh, just yes. No, uh, I'm going to leave on this note. Uh, I actually saw an article that reminded me of Morgan this week. Um, It was a a company, factory, uh, operation in Vietnam that this this woman basically had bought, I'm sure some of you guys know where this is going, had bought a bunch of used condoms Washed them out, <laughs> reshaped yes. them, and resold them in plastic bags. And she was arrested. The operation was broken up. Um, lots of fines and shit How like people that. How not are, know? <laughs> Jesus. But 250,000 condoms that they washed and reshaped. Amazing. That's a lot of <laughs> hard know, work. It's horrible, horrible <laughs> for the people who got those. But I feel bad for the people who cleaned them. How is it possibly worth it for the person doing that? Even the like, ecosystem—they're—they're they're thinking about the environment, Josh, and yeah, also money. You—you'd you'd have to. I mean, condoms kill so many seagulls every year, Josh. It's a serious do they? Serious threat. What the fuck no. are you doing with these condoms <laughs> to kill seagulls? Seagulls like to use protection. Hmm. <laughs> uh. Anyways, uh, I, I, have this, um, I have these terrible images and <laughs> thoughts going on in my head right now. So I'm going to leave on that note. I love you guys. I'm sorry I got to split. Be good, Shay. We're training in 13 minutes. I got to go do that. Wonderful, wonderful, absolutely amazing part of my day. So enjoy. Good. Take care, guys. Go, go learn something. 
ignorant piece of try. shit. <laughs> Suck my balls. Get Ben. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with more of the show. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a t-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money? I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. And we're back with more of the Chompcast. So let's get back to the topic of the show here. Uh, Shay had to leave, of course. Thanks for being here, Shay. Pretty loose you. format, huh? Uh, so, I can't wait till we come what, full circle so I can talk about both those games again. I know. Mm-hmm. Today's going to be a little weird. I was actually stifling all my opinions that we were going to fight about. It's like, don't have time to fight. Don't have time to fight. <laughs> don't have well, time you know, to fight. Now we have plenty of time to fight because we started a full hour and a half earlier than normal. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about a slog. Um, no, I want to get back to the topic at hand just real briefly here. So there's a couple because there's some, some different interesting angles to take. Uh, and we got our Patreon community to chime in on it. So if you do sign up for our Patreon, we get our patrons involved in the question of the week. We'll grab a couple of our favorite comments. I have not opened any of these. These the I wanted to be surprised by them. I know that our Patreon community is surprisingly pro Xbox. So I'm really curious to see. I think it's what uh, threw Shay off when we had that fight a couple weeks ago, if you remember on the podcast, where he was convinced that the Xbox was somehow uh, in the lead. And then like 75% of our audience voted that he was wrong. A a lot of our Patreon community is pro Xbox. So Mm. it's I'm surprised they put up with us or me for that matter. Um, So let's see what we got here. Tony Solman said, I did not see this Bethesda move happening. I think it's a huge win for Xbox and should have Sony really nervous, especially Doom, Elder Scrolls, or Fallout. If those are console exclusives, I'll bet they will be. Those will be system sellers. Um, I will say that I would, if in a couple of years, let's say they do have an Elder Scrolls, you know, and it is an exclusive on Microsoft. That's the thing for me I'd have to hear. I'd have to hear the reviewers say, God damn it, you guys are killing me with your fucking chats. You're killing me. Well, we don't um, want to mock you openly. Yeah. Ah, it's just no. so distracting. Imagine I'm like doing this podcast and I hear boop, boop. Yeah, we, we boop, decided to be boop, more positive. You know you can make that quiet. I I need to. I need to. Um, yeah, you always wonder why crazy. I'm set to do not disturb when we're recording this show. Even though I've explained this several times. Boop, boop. Um, so... Yes. If they made an exclusive, it would be tough not to... I mean, Maybe you guys are PC, so you don't give a shit, but for someone like me, I, if I hear... That's the thing, though. Is it going to be drastically different than my One X? Because a lot of people have told me, and from what I've seen, my Xbox One X is, in many ways, comparable to the Xbox Series S. Uh, so, my understanding is that is not the case. That, that CPU is going to be a significant jump up from the Xbox 
uh, the Xbox One. Beyond that, Xbox uh, One X. I have some of the half step one. Even oh, that one too. Uh, the half step one is still going to be a significant. Is my understanding is it's not going to output 4K resolutions and stuff. But as far as the CPU goes, the kind of speed you're going to be getting at, it's still going to be a significant step up. Like I, okay. I mean, I never say never until we see Digital Foundry pop one of these fucking things open. But the the processor, at the very least, is yeah. probably going to be pretty impressive compared to what the one has. Yeah, because yeah. it was already kind of well i mean obviously they're always outdated whenever they come out but considering how long ago the uh fucking christ one x is that is that what one x is that right i don't know clearly i don't know clearly amazon shoppers don't either the the xbox (laughs) uh, 3.5 that one uh i think it's called xbox 358 over two days there we go but it should be an upgrade, but generally games. I mean, I think the hard drive is seriously going to be the biggest improvement from one to the next. Just finally having solid states in in these um, that are SSDs that are just significantly faster. But yeah, it. Well, that's the big question, right? If you if the game is going to be available, let's say I can play it on my Xbox One X. Um, what the difference between that and the S and the and the Series X? Like, it's going to be something people are going to be debating and testing out. You know, well, what's the... I think nor like the difference between what you've got and say a Series S will be things like load times. The series between what you've got and a Series X will be load times and resolution. Like, yeah, it should. The difference of the Series S is you're not going to yeah. get those 4K uh resolutions like you're you're it's not going to upscale in that way you're going to get a what the game would look like probably on an xbox one um and it's gonna boot faster because it's got a better processor yeah i'd be tempted i'd be tempted to think i mean really i'm waiting for halo is the linchpin this is the thing people don't understand when i talk about this stuff the reason i enjoy one of the big um the reason I enjoy sort of playfully jabbing at Microsoft is not because they have infinite amounts of uh, infinite amounts of money, um, and they just have made so many silly decisions. It seems like with this, because at the end of the day, in a couple of years, it could be a, a fantastic system with a fantastic lineup. I'm sure it will uh, maybe be. Even, it's just maybe even yeah. some incredible exclusives. Who knows? But I'm just saying right now, it's just kind of frustrating. But the reason why is because a couple of years ago, I was me and Josh sat there and watched that E3. I think it was 2018. I want to say. Um, and it could be 17, but let's just say it was E3 2018. Let's say it was 2013 to be safe. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, let's just give me, I'm going to give myself some uh, wiggle room there in case somewhere between 13, somewhere between, somewhere between 98 and 2018. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, just approximate. Uh, I remember just being blown away because they had that huge E3 conference. They were like, all these, they have all these Xbox exclusives and we have this adaptive controller and uh, Halo. They opened with Halo and they're like, this is going to be something you'll play on launch day on your, on the next generation of Xbox and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like two years later, it's like all the exclusives have been meh. Uh, the X Halo is an embarrassment. Uh, there's no games at launch. And Game Pass is awesome. Game Pass has mostly delivered on what they said it would Game be. Game Pass is their best move in years. It's a fantastic value, but it's still not something that's going to sell me the box. It's not sexy. Think, it's it's, it's yeah, not. I, it's subscri- not. Subscriptions are not sexy. Um, I, 
it's not going to sell me the box. And that's not a stab at Microsoft because they're making it so the people that don't need the box don't need to get it. I'm still buying into their ecosystem. I'm still buying into their products. Yeah. But I, I, I just I don't need their console because I would much rather invest in continuing to upgrade or build a new PC and have that same experience there. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. And I think that they're okay with that. It's just, I went back and looked at every launch I could find for a console. And I guess this is part of the new era. Starting with the and Amiga. I, and like, I could not find one as bad. Now, granted, they're not all as good as the Switch where they launched with with uh, Zelda, which is <laughs> pretty unheard of. Um, but some of them have launched, like Mario was a pretty amazing game for the 64 when that launched. PlayStation had a couple bangers. Like, I've never seen a launch as barren as the Xbox um, Series X, and that's why I love dunking on them because it's like, if think about this is the thing I always ask anyone, and it's, I would tell this to you guys, and I'll tell this to anybody listening to this. It's not that Halo got delayed because that can happen to games, right? Games get delayed. It sucks. It's part of the business. It's the fact that somebody thought that that was that somebody. There's two things that happen. Either one, they thought that that game looked great, even though the whole world thought it looked pretty bad after 30 seconds, or two. They thought it looks bad and still decided to put it in front of their showcase anyway because that thing was still set to launch in a couple well, months. I, and then they said, oh, never mind. I mean, Let's, uh, I think I can uh, tell you what happened, which is that 343 knew it wasn't going to hit that window, but they were being told they had to hit that window. So they put that trailer out thinking either people are going to be fine with the state it's in or the Internet's going to have a shit fit and we're going to get told we're allowed to push it back. But that's the thing, Rich. Even if they weren't going to make the window, that the little presentation they gave us could have at least created the illusion. They didn't even give us the illusion that it looked good. That's the thing that blows my mind. Nobody sat down and watched that and said, yeah, this doesn't look good. You know, and there's it's yeah, just no, it was that, that's definitely on Microsoft. Not not. I don't think the developers not there, three, four, I, three, I, yeah. I, I'm thinking the same thing as you, Rich. They're like, this is what we've got. You can show it off if you want to. and. They were yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, we'll totally lead with that. Um, and I think that's where the the issue was, because like like you're saying, it still still had work to be done. Well, again, it's my favorite yes. comment of like, this looks like an unfinished game. And I'm like, guys, it is. Yes, but th what I'm saying is there are a lot of unfinished games and you can still create a trailer that makes it look better than it is. And they didn't even do that's that. That's what we call and then, vertical slice. And, yeah. and maybe I mean, I'm consider it. how yes. good The Last Guardian looked about... 45 years before it actually released. What but, crazy times, huh? Can you believe those men's grandsons finished the game for them? Mm-hmm. But it makes you wonder, right, what if that vertical slice was awesome, and would the game have been released because no one would have bagged on it all over the internet? It makes you wonder what the fuck would have happened, you know? Because, like, that thing would have been out no, I still in, like, a month. I still think 343 <laughs> would have hit the point where they went, like, we're not hitting that knows. window. It's not. It, it, it's not going to happen. Like well, but that that's the thing. Microsoft's pumping that years and years and years ago that that's going to be the launch thing. Then they 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 sh that's their fault. They should have done a better yeah. job making sure that game was ready to I go. I think. Yeah, I I do think. Granted, stuff comes up, but they could have thrown more money at it to make sure that they had. I mean, a few extra staff, resources, extra whatever. staff. So. It, it had the time, like the the man hours put into it by launch, um, just to get stuff done. I don't I don't know if that was. It seems strange that they'd skimp on a Halo game, but and I, not not that they are. It's it doesn't it 
it, I'm it, sure it they're still putting a ton of money c- into it, but it, it seems odd that they ran out of time. It and, seems and... like given this is a console launch, we need this to be huge. They would have just thrown everything behind it to make sure if that's your flagship you would have made sure it had every resource it needed yeah that's what i'm saying yes exactly because i'm telling you if that if there's a great halo game that's a better launch than the playstation 5 what you don't know is they're actually keeping their flagship title under wraps (laughs) on day one in the box you're gonna get it banjo 3e oh it's time oh damn (laughs) Oh, Josh, I'll have to read you this comment we got later on the Instagram. It's it's good stuff. Anyways, that to me was the linchpin of all of this because if there's an amazing Halo game that they at launch, I think we're having a different conversation. I really do. And I think competition is good. That's the reason why I like to take jabs at Microsoft lately because I was I was pushing everyone I knew, Xbox, 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 and they've just let me down for like two years. And I look into the near future and I just I hope Hellblade 2 is awesome because Halo is a big question mark right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so It's not even a matter of a question. It's a question mark of when we're going to get it. Like we'll, we'll see what it is when the time comes, but it's the least of my concerns. Uh, side note, I agree. Competition is good. That's why I make my niece and nephew vie for my affection. Uh-huh. <laughs> it builds character. Yeah, no. Yeah. If you ever send a birthday card, you don't give them one large bill. Mm-hmm. You have to uh, you know, break it down into small change. So they can fight over it, and you know. And I just say, like, you know, you leave comments for them, like, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to seem like, yeah, I love you both, but like, which one of you loves me more?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Rich, I do the same thing. Our listeners, it's a competition to see who can hate me the most every week, and everyone so, wins. <laughs> everyone is a winner, <laughs> except me <laughs> and you guys. Um, so that's the thing for me is like I I'm a my allegiance is to games and like I like the fun of a console launch. I think it's a fun thing. You line up, you, you, you maybe I'm a traditionalist in that way, but you take home a new game. I think about this: if I went and wanted to spend five hundred dollars on a new Xbox uh, Series X, took it home, plugged it in, turned it on, and I would play <gasps> nothing. There's nothing to play. So that's actually there's over a thousand games available now on group. I know, I know. Yes, if you've never owned an Xbox in if your you life, if you don't have a it's PC, it's still an amazing point. deal. Is the is the point? Not, is kinda... Anyone who's just getting into that ecosystem, no matter which of those boxes you go out and buy, you yeah, are coming home with an one, amazing treasure trove of games. Like, like that's just the thing. If it's an upgrade for you, there's not much yeah. new there. It's like Forza looks prettier now. Well, that's the thing. How many people are lining up to buy an Xbox console on launch and it's their first one? It doesn't seem that like That number something... is not huge. Like, yeah, I would that's imagine just the thing. So. Mm-hmm. That's why, and I, and I know Microsoft is frustrated because they wanted the business, and this is on them, so we'll see. But that's the only reason I jab at them. I jab at them because I was a believer in everything they were doing. I even pushed my, one of my closest friends, it seems, um, Fish. Seems Why'd you leave the church? I know. I pushed one of my closest friends to buy an Xbox, and he still gets mad at me to this day. Um, I've, I've beca- Because they were getting their ass kicked by Sony, I thought they were making really smart decisions as far as things like Game Pass, adaptive controllers. and I liked where their head was at, mm-hmm. but I just feel like over the past couple of years, and then you know the exclusives with Sony just pulled me back. Here's the deal. If I go to my PlayStation 5 to play an exclusive, I'm already there, so whenever like a developer uh, can get a code or something for a game, I'm like, well, I've just got done playing Last of Us 2, and I'm on and, my PlayStation 4. Or I might as well just get a code for like, my PlayStation 4. The, you know fa- what I mean? the fact so of the matter there. is, granted, not all of them are going to be exclusive to the PlayStation 5, but 
on day one of PS5, you've got Miles Morales, Demon Souls, and Sackboy. Three PlayStation games. Well, and don't forget, I emailed the developer. You guys are going to laugh at me, but I'm kind of excited about Godfall. Go ahead, get your laughs in now. Is that a phone I'm game? About... <laughs> I'm excited. I'm fascinated with I'm Godfall. I'm really excited for you to play Godfall so I don't have to. It's it's a pretty looter. It looks like a pretty looter. Stop All saying right? looter. It makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Looter slasher. Um, I will. How about this? Let me just say this one quick thing, and then we can move on. I got some other good things. This is this is real. I want you guys to think about this, okay? And all you not since Shadow of War has there been a name for a game that was more like, is that a game I play on my flip phone? There, the team at Counterplay, because I whenever I was only on T-Mobile. When I was when I was reaching out to to counterplay, I I was going to their website and researching a lot of stuff about Godfall and kind of learning about it. And it looks like a very pretty kind of action adventure game. Check they have people at their team that worked on Ratchet and Clank, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Diablo Three, Gears Five, Guild Wars, Titanfall Two, Left for Dead, Halo Five, Battlefield Three, Bioshock Infinite, Injustice Two, Overwatch. They they have a team like that game is getting a little bit crapped on, but uh, it's a wild card. That's all I'm saying. It's a wild card. Who doesn't love wild cards? Am I right? Um, no, nothing. Okay, all right. No one cares about that. I. I tried. Um, but so uh, that's what I'm saying is like the Godfall is like the lowest totem in the um in the rung there, and it's still a possibility. So don't sleep on it if it's bad. You know, whatever. We'll see. I am optimistic that it might be better than people think it is. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, Josh, this is an amazing comment that somebody left. You check this out, okay? Uh, Share player one left this on our Instagram page whenever I took a jab at. By the way, for context, the joke I made, and it was a very big post for us, but it was just it was an easy joke. I made it privately to Rich and Chat that night, so I had to do it on Instagram. I said, "Here's a silver lining for everyone that accidentally ordered the Xbox One X yesterday, instead of the Series X, which they meant to order because the naming thing is a little funky." All right, you can play all of the Series X launch games on your new Xbox One X, all zero of them. And it's true. And I'm just having fun with it, you know? Um, You're a real piece of shit, you know that? <laughs> Share Player One jumped in there. More fanboy dick sucking. Here's what's launching on the Xbox Series X. I love X. sucking a good dick. Gears Tactics. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Watch Dog Legion. Destiny 3. That's not a real game. Dirt 3. Also, I'm pretty sure Watch Dogs Legion is not launching on it. Because yeah. I don't think it's out on day one. I don't think so and either. And also, are any of those actually exclusives? No, no that that's the that's the point I'm and getting at. Especially not that, Destiny Three, as it doesn't exist. Uh, Tetris Effect connected, which actually might be the Falconeer. Not to mention Xbox titles from the OG Xbox through the Xbox One X are backwards compatible. So their reason for going out and buying a new Xbox is all the games I can already play elsewhere. A game that doesn't exist and Xbox original Xbox games. Morgan, you're God's born loser. You know that. Mm. <laughs> I just like I could I could not believe like yes those things are nice it's ni yes you, backwards compatibility is nice yes if you are already part of the ecosystem of Xbox you can play a lot of those games Cyberpunk all that stuff on your Xbox I totally get it but like that's not necessarily incentive to go out and buy a I new I love console. Tetris Effect I'm not buying it again I'm just going to buy a bunch of weed and play the version I do have there you go right but the one thing I wanted to make clear is just that there's nothing. There, yes, if you love Xbox, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that like the incentive for running out and buying it right now is basically non-existent. Um, yes. But there's, 
then that's all. There's the, nothing wrong with the, the system, need for a you... new box is non-existent. <sighs> it's interesting. You're interesting. You know, maybe maybe to some degree we perpetuate the console war, but you know, people say the console wars are dead, and then I see Xbox coming out there and they're tweeting stuff like. Um, you're going to be able to get our pre-orders without any sort of hassle, wink, wink. And it's just like, even the- And even then the it was worse. What? So what happened with the Xbox pre-orders? I missed some of that. Um, thing. Their, their queuing systems and stuff were a fucking mess. Like, people knew what, when stuff went, went up, but it was still just as hard, if not harder, to get. That is so weird, you know? But I, it gives me hope, because- you know, if the Xbox Series X was impossible to get, then the PlayStation 5 is definitely going to be impossible to get. And, you know, hopefully I'll be able to get one eventually. So Again, I, I can't stress this to you enough. You're probably going to be able to walk into a store and buy one. That's the rich promise. I'm holding you to that. It's the Rich Meister guarantee. Right? <clears throat> Let's see here. Corn Space said, Bethesda may finally release semi-not-buggy titles. You guys talked about this earlier. Um, at launch with Microsoft <laughs> semi-controlling them. Um, I mean, maybe. I eh, Microsoft controlled 343, and we saw how that was going. So, Go ahead, Josh. I mean, it, they do have someone to actually answer to over those, you know, buggy releases. But also, they've, they've, they've yet to release a game that isn't buggy. So I don't know how Microsoft would... There's a first time magic that into existence. Yeah, I mean, they. I guess it's people tend to think you can just throw money at these things, but the idea is that because there's more riding on it, or they have more resources, you can make it better. But as we see, I think objectively, with something as big as Halo, they couldn't even get that out on time. So, what's going to suddenly change about Bethesda? <coughs> Who knows. I'm not. I'm not trying. To, I really. I know. I sound really yeah. negative. But I'm just. Yeah. Trying, no. I, just I think. Yeah, part of it is just the scope of the games. They're so large that there's no way you can test everything. Um. Yeah, Cyberpunk will be a good example, right? Because that's basically that kind of a game, and we'll see how buggy that is. What if that's really polished? You know what I mean? Could be. Could be. Yeah. I mean, they're still ironing bugs out of The Witcher, so. Uh, that's how you kill the bugs, Josh. You get a hot iron. And you... mm-hmm. No, no, no. You no, could no. just squish those things. They're not that <laughs> tough. Just... You want to use a flame uh... enchantment on your weapon. <laughs> <laughs> they have hard. Uh, I... They have a hard carapace, but you can mm. burn right through that. Oh, I love the word carapace. Love it. I used to say carapace. Does that surprise you? No. Um. No. Was carapace, is that tolerable if I said a bug has I, a hard yeah, carapace? Yeah, I think that's tolerable. Be... That's in, okay. it's within. It's a down to, uh, I think it's more of a pronunciation I thing. I think that's a more of a regional thing. Yeah. Can I keep pace with you if I say that? Let's move on. Um. <laughs> uh, Jason said, Jason Holbrook, or a patron, said, I think it's great. I still feel like some of the new games will show up on the PS5, but this is good. As you can now assume, the future games will be on Game Pass for PC and Xbox. It's not about getting exclusives at this point. It's about building the ecosystem, which they are doing. Yep. Even though I'm no Morgan, you may disagree with this. <laughs> if it's not about the exclusives, then at some point 
you're basically just marketing a PC and a PlayStation Five, and I it just they've I'm, I don't necessarily know if I mean do you guys they're, agree they're with not that, just that it's doing not that, about though, the because again it's about the exclusive. Uh, we we are gamers, so we've PCs are still not you know ubiquitous like every, everyone has not 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 everyone has a pc and especially not everyone has a gaming pc so yes i i do think that just having game pass on xbox you go pick up the have the machine it is up to date enough for that price and you don't have to build it yourself that's still a good enough prospect for a lot of people um yeah, especially a more casual audience, you just go yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I like I I definitely think there's a market for the new console. It's it's not it's for us there's absolutely no point. There was no point to the last Xbox. That's like the yeah. only point to the last Xbox was to finally fix the D-pad on the 360. That that was it. They fixed their Nailed D-pad. It, guys. They fixed their D-pad so I I got I upgraded the the D-pad that I uh that I use while actually playing on a pc so and this time they didn't even replace the d-pad so mm-hmm. they really nailed well, yeah, it yeah and i and i'm one of those people and maybe i'll come around to the pc because i've been using it more i've been playing a lot of hades on it but yeah i was one of those people that just preferred the console experience so that's why i got the xbox i always did so they're, they're catering to me but i would say this to jason and you guys in july when they had that xbox showcase event a couple years ago at e3 when they were remember all remember those little tags that kept popping up josh that said Xbox exclusive, Xbox exclusive, Xbox. And the joke was that it was technically on PC too. Yeah. It was just like Xbox. Everything mm-hmm. was a fucking exclusive. When Halo was going to launch two months ago, the exclusives matter. So the idea that they suddenly don't matter, I'm just saying, th- just think about that logic. That's all I'm saying. Please don't tell me to think. Yeah. No, but, but, but you, he, that is correct though. The exclusives are not a non-factor. I mean- there was no reason to buy it. no reason to upgrade to the PS4 or like you picked one of the consoles at the last launch because there was nothing exclusive for years after launch um worth playing like they both had their own you know n- new IP they were both finding that, their feet but yeah there was yeah. absolutely no reason to have one over the other at the beginning of the last console cycle um PlayStation just managed to find its footing faster mm-hmm. and strong and in a stronger fashion. I would say it's actually crazy when I think looking towards this console cycle that the most next gen looking thing available on day one is Demon Souls. It is weird. <laughs> that is that story. is an odd one. Yeah, uh, but I can't fucking wait to play Demon Souls. I I can uh-huh. tell you that much. Yeah, I you know it's yeah, it's it's a tough thing. It really is. It really, it's it just. I look at it this way: Nintendo exclusives are such a big, even though the portability of the Switch is amazing. Like the big draw for Nintendo is always that's where you'll get Zelda and Mario. So like, there's always been sort of this space for those things. Uh, it's probably easier for gamers when there's less of those, I guess, because you don't have to spend as much money on things. But um, Nintendo's still a huge draw with their exclusives. I mean, that's a big reason why you get a Switch to play Mario. If I worked and... at Nintendo, my main push would be to start making some really drama-heavy, narrative-focused Luigi games. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like, great. Like, think of, like, I mean, Gone Home, but with Luigi. 
the the big myth is that I I don't like Xbox. That's actually not true at all. They've just really let me down, and I feel like it's my responsibility. I would say this right to Phil. I love Phil Spencer. I'd say this right to his face. Seems I'd be like, odd. dude, what the fuck? I don't really know him that well. <laughs> I I do. I I love everything he's about. He seems. I've listened to a lot of interviews. He seems like a really cool. He down seems nice. Guy. Like, yeah, I do. I legitimately. I mean that. But like, I would if I had an interview with him, I'd say the same thing. I'd be like, man, you let me down. This, this whole thing, like, I have no reason to buy like, Xbox Phil, I love you, and he just starts unclipping his mic, and he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, uh, Xbox, if you want to send me a free one for a review, I'll take a look at it. Well, now that we're, of course, giving him such good publicity. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Just tell him to skip JT, to this timestamp. I'm sure, yeah. It'll... Yeah, they'll definitely yeah, check, they'll definitely check <laughs> that out. Skip to the timestamp where I talk about how great I shill for you at an hour and 15. Love you, Phil Spencer. Love you. It's just a horrible situation. I don't know you that well. You seem nice. Uh, JT Ruiz, our good friend and patron, said, uh, the word being thrown around is transformative for Microsoft. The exclusivity conversation just became very heated between Sony and Xbox. The value of Game Pass will become better and better. One aspect to really note, though, is development. Bethesda has a strong team that hopefully will get stronger with Microsoft support. This could be the difference between how quickly Bethesda can get titles like Starfield and Elder Scrolls coming out. So four years. A lot of people have said that, and I hope they're right. I just keep pointing to the Halo thing. But I will be honest with you. If they can pull off the Elder Scrolls as an exclusive, let's say they decide they want that, that's a, that's huge. Like, I, I mean, Elder's, like, fuck. The next Skyrim, the sequel to Skyrim is something you can only play on PC and Xbox. That is that is a big fucking deal. Absolutely. So there's a lot of hope here. Hope springs eternal, as they say. And... um you're going to spend $7.5 billion to give your audience a lot of hope. So the, the mental image I really liked was like um, Sony basically has Microsoft dead to rights and they turn around and to keep the Halo reference strong, Microsoft throws a sticky grenade at them from a, as they're dying. Like, you know, when you play Halo and you drop a sticky grenade on someone as you die and then they die afterwards. Um, yeah. But I got to work. Yeah, I remember that. that from the early aughts. Yeah. It was fun. It was like, oh, you got me, but I got you, motherfucker. Halo. So great back Remember when you could screen watch. It, re- it really was. We had a lot. Me and Josh had a lot of epic screen watching battles mm-hmm. in my house. So you were monsters. Of course. We, of course. We were. Yeah, no. No, if you're not, if you're not screen watching, you're not trying hard enough, which was the worst because I was probably the best screen watcher, not the best Halo player. But uh, somebody, somebody's got to do it. But the best screen watcher, like, uh, uh, what's what's the name of that? Just the fucking worst map. That's all teleporters. I can't remember the name of the map. Um, Pretty strong opinion, Dev. <laughs> um, uh, our good friend Jeff. It's like said... it's like the, like in small industrial level, but like all the rooms are just teleporters, and almost yes. all the weapons are yes. rocket launchers. Yes. And yeah, yeah no, I, I don't know how that many times I would ridiculous... instantly kill Morgan going through a teleporter in that, but it was. It was magical. We did have some good times. Granted, the first time I played somebody in Halo without um, like going to like a LAN party and not being able to look on their screen, it was like a transformative experience of like bliss. I was like, oh, this is like real life. I can't, I can't look at a screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was it was fun. I fucking love that. Uh, turn That was the, the pure way, man. You play with a couple TVs in like a dorm and turn off the radar and just like down to like your pure senses that's that's my preferred way to play halo um 
But yeah, I don't dislike Xbox or Microsoft at all. I just don't like anything they've done over the past however long, couple of years, and what they're doing going forward other than Game Pass. So, and to be honest with you, if I, if to be honest with you, if if, if I didn't have this job. The only two things on Game Pass that I really had to play that I loved feel, feel fine were Sea of Thieves and Ori. Those games were great. Like Gears and Forza and all that shit, I could have I could have easily lived without. And all those little games are like fine. I'm not hating on those games. A lot of them are probably on like Switch and stuff like that too. I'm just saying if I didn't do this for a job or I wanted to sample stuff. Um, but you know what? I put my money where my mouth is. I've given Microsoft my money via Game Pass because I believe in it. Mm-hmm. Same this here. I've not bought their console and don't plan to buy the next one, but I'm I still have Game Pass. So it's a it's a really cool idea. It's a good thing. <sighs> but I don't really use it as much as I should. So that's why my wife yells at me. I need to really watch my subscriptions. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at that. I'm like the prototypical guy that signs up for a million things and just they just keep going. You know, even if I'm not using them. Um, so thank you for everyone for chiming in uh, it's been a crazy week it's it's fascinating uh, final thoughts on this whole Bethesda shakeup. anybody anything you really want to say or get in there are you feeling good you okay with everything okay okay I do too it's interesting it's very interesting very exciting for Microsoft because uh, the future seemed rather seeming bleak and now it's full of possibilities so uh, let's see here. Well, um, we got a lot of games to get to. Uh, let's, let's, let's get to a couple before we take a break. I think that's a good idea. Um, so we've all been playing Hades. Shay talked about Hades earlier. Uh, is, are we all playing Hades on PC? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a monster. <laughs> so Hades is a super giant joint as Shay alluded to earlier. Of course, they've made a lot of classic games like, Bastion, uh, Pyre, Transistor, amazing studio. The they really, you know, one of those smaller independent studios that really found a lot of success with Bastion, and um, we followed them pretty closely for a long time. I know Shay's been a dark Josh. You really enjoy uh, their. What is the thing that sticks out to you the most about their games, Josh? Is the art? You think just the art direction in general when you think of Supergiant? I mean. Art overall between their their art style have always been unique. Their music has always been excellent. Their voice acting, um, like they just they have so much style in their games that yeah, it, like you just you expect it. Um, everything is just done with like the the highest quality imaginable. Like you know a super giant game when you see it is kind of like what it's come to. And they're all so different and always just trying something like Pyre. Think, think to Pyre. Like it was, it was fucking three on three basketball set in like ma- the magical underworld. It was mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Yeah. I wanted to like, I like my first couple hours of Pyre quite a Pyre bit. Pyre was fantastic. Con- and if you don't like Pyre, I want you to go away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they, TZO left me, and then I had to fight these people. That's all these the shitty point players. Of the game. Like, You're supposed to. I didn't like it. Fucking god! Mm-hmm. You take TZO from me. That. You know, you had the option of who to get rid of. I still think it's bizarre that of all the people you could send back to their their old lives, you picked a monster who had never lived anywhere but the underworld in the first place. I loved him. I yeah, loved and then so why just send him away happy. from all the everything I he just, ever knew? <laughs> I thought that was the end of the game. I didn't. No, you <laughs> no, were just getting going. started. 
I know. And then you just do the same thing over and over again, the same cycle over and over again. But um, I get it. You know, whatever. It's I, I respect the what game. What was I the, uh, the team it. that was like the worms who were all knights? I fucking love Yeah. Them. Oh, oh, they were great. cute. Yeah. Um, Sir Wyman or something like that? Yeah, he was their was leader. It? Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I respect the hell out of that game, and I loved it at first. It just, it just, yeah, we don't have time to talk about Pyre. But yeah, so Hades is it basically is like kind of their take on a Diablo style game, ironically calling it Hades. Um, except instead of a instead of loot dropping, you get more like loot abilities. It's that a rogue like. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call it's not a loot it's game a at all. Rogue like. It's it's a loot game. It's, I love how he's a, just discovering what roguelikes are in 2020. It's, it's not like a loot you, you game. You get these upgrades and, Even a and your bit. abilities change. Oh, that sounds so much like loot. Well, but to be fair, Josh, the abilities are actually like randomized loot. Like they'll say epic. It's They've been rogue. randomized since it's not Rogue. It's a loot game. I'm just saying it's basically... It's it's the same concept. If you color code your ability and call it... It's a purple that says epic. It's basically... A different kind of loot. I don't game. like calling it a loot game because then I don't want to play it. Yeah, see, that's a that's a psychological also, like, there's hit. No, you just gotta no, get over. It's not even like a psycho. I just don't understand why you're comparing it to a thing when it it's it was so clearly a different distinction. Well, because they're going. For, well, first of all, you get that little. They're going for that little psychological hit when you see a shiny purple and it says epic, and you're like, oh. You know, I mean, I don't ever really care much about that. I just care about what the description says. Mm-hmm. Well, those the really good abilities that are usually shiny purples and epics are usually pr- pretty good, you know. But most of the time. Uh, it, it just upgraded versions of existing abilities, and sometimes there are abilities yeah. that are still bad. Better. Yeah, exa- exactly. It, it's, it's just a it, it's an interesting take on the idea of, in my opinion, a loot <laughs> game because there isn't loot dropping everywhere. It's loot abilities, if you will. Yeah, loot that uh, um, that breaks every time you die. Hmm. Yes, it's almost, yeah. which almost like which is almost like something that cool had good loot, idea. like Breath of the Wild, like a run-based well, game. No, mm. no. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do like the idea of a. Can you imagine a Diablo? Yeah, a Diablo, Diablo game that breaks where everything breaks when you die would be like when you play Diablo on whatever the. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, just the permadeath mode on <laughs> permadeath on Diablo, Diablo. Is, is is that perma Diablo. Um, but yeah, so it's it's over the t- isometric uh, combat style. The, it's funny that I know you guys are gonna not gonna like this, but too bad. The reason I l- I like the combat in this game is actually very similar to the reason I like the combat in Kingdoms of Omler, and that it's pretty simple. But uh, you every time you change up your weapon that your your play style is based around, it gives the game a very different feel. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same concept for me. Like, yeah, if I just use a sword the whole time in Kingdoms of Omar, I'd get bored. But I'm like, oh, I just found this cool chakram and it plays differently and this and that. So in this game, yeah, like I was using the sword and I was like, eh, whatever. But then I started using the bow and I actually did really, really well with the bow because I could always keep my distance and it played vastly different, obviously, than the sword. And then I just got the shield, which is like a weird – I just – I haven't even started using it yet. So the the weapons are basically – that's that's the hook right there in a lot of ways for the gameplay because they're all they all play so different mm-hmm. and they're a lot of fun. And some of them are better early game than late. So like the bow especially is really excellent at the beginning because there's not a lot yes. of range stuff. So it can the bow can get you really far at the beginning. Early, yeah. Yeah. It, it can help yeah. you out. At, at which point you get to like Elysium and everything's too fast or too ranged. Um, I mean, you can still get through there with the bow, but like 
it's not that you nearly need certain upgrades for it also i mean as you start to explore with the different forms of the weapon oh yeah um like i just got uh for uh stygian the sword i just got poseidon's version of that and it like it all feels very different uh i finally got out of elysium last night all right uh which is where the i i know altogether the runs aren't huge i think the temple of sticks is the last area um and it's structured very differently uh oh, the temple of sticks like, built over the river it sticks. kind of has a a consistent shop and like a hub you keep coming back to which is mm. cerberus guarding the gates of hell uh mm, i love cerberus it is that's it, cool it, i think i'm close to to completing my first run like to, to think about like the, the the stuff I think is the strongest though like I don't think I've ever seen a roguelike use the fact that it's a roguelike to really factor into how it tells its story. Usually, it almost has no story. Is kind of the, <laughs> yeah. the thing they do, to, yeah, to make that work, or else but it's this... just like all in the. Yeah, it's 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 really cool it's that so they're actually well crafted into the narrative that you keep getting sent back to the house of Hades. Like, yeah. I love that idea of like you become so casual with certain things, like with the uh, the Furies being the first boss. Like when you'll just become there and be like, "Hey, Meg," be yeah. like, "Like we're we're doing this again." Mm-hmm. Well, I it is I I'm torn on it. Like I agree with you. I actually like it. And there's that if you if you actually don't die, like I know Shay was bragging about how far he got in one run without dying. Blah, blah, blah. But like if you don't die, you're gonna miss some. Inst- you're gonna well, miss some I just pretty. Did. I got all the way through Elysium. You can, there's no shortcuts in this game. Just so you know, Morgan. You, no, it, I well, I know. I just uh, like no. I'm saying there's later. no unlockable I, shortcuts. It's it's not a long game, but you have to do it in one run. I know, but he was saying that like on his very first try, he got all blah blah blah. blah. Oh, oh, I got played, all the way to Elysium on my. First he played run. this game a ton to begin with, so it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like muscle yeah. No, my something. first run, I got to Elysium. Yeah. Same. On this one, it's like I already knew how to do all this stuff. I'd started a new file, but I already I knew how the Stygian Blade worked. I knew how to play this game. Yeah. Well, for most normal people, well, no, no, you'll that's, probably that's get my first run after playing like what thirty hours. Two years ago. Two yeah, years. Yeah. After playing like, thirty hours. Oh, the, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not the same okay, thing. I that's gotcha. that's what Shay was saying because just getting I didn't through you that much of it. Okay. Tartarus. Is well, hard your the, first yeah. time if you've not played the game before. It took me a while just to get to Meg the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got on this time. I got all the way through Meg, Meg and then I died right uh, on her once, and then I got through her and I died in at whatever the next place is, Aphidel or whatever the fuck Asphodel. it's called. Asphodel. Um, the bone. And the bone I, Hydra. And then my you know, my kid was just, I couldn't focus, so I was like, eh, whatever. So I just died. That's when I got the shock that you actually have to start the whole game over again. I was like, oh, I mean, me. the most video game aspect of this is my favorite of unlocking all those infernal arms, and the last one's just a gun. Yeah. The, the gun Glock. is, pro- I don't know, it's either the, I don't know. I was going to say it's my favorite, but there are so many. Like, I really love the, all of the weapons, probably except for the spear. I've, just, I've never I, gotten to the spear. I liked the spear yeah. at first, and then I just it kind of, like, grew on me. I actually do like the gun a lot, particularly I use the Form of Eris uh, version, which oh, is yeah. the one that the just buffs its damage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you switch to a weapon, are you locked to that weapon for the whole run? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There, there so could be yeah. a... I wouldn't be surprised if there is a contractor upgrade that lets you like switch uh trinkets uh in between floors. So I could see them putting like the armory 
the when I say in between floors, I mean in between sections. So almost almost all the upgrades are specific to your weapon. Almost all of them. There are only a only a handful, like your cast, your your dash, and any like. You well, know, you don't overwrite up those upgrades. Upgrade. Oh yeah, that's. I guess you would be completely yeah. screwing those. So I mean, th- there could be a strategy to it though, because they do have that section where you could sell upgrades back. Mm-hmm. So you could sell your weapon-based ones and then just swap it out. I could see them adding weapon. that eventually, but it, it it seems like it would be harder for yourself it's, to switch halfway through. Also, to be fair, one of the things they're keeping track of is um what how many times you clear uh with a certain weapon. Like when you look yeah. at a weapon stats, it'll tell you how many times you've escaped with it. That's cool. I'm I'm curious to see how how in depth the story does get because they like you said they tell the story in a different it's way. A it's a super giant like, story. So. It uh well, it's it? okay. all the story is through that that dialogue in between um is it all at the hub place in the beginning? That's where not all always. Of it is? A lot of it's in the floors in between. Like I don't know if you've encountered Thanatos at all yet. Um all uh, all of his maybe story stuff comes from encountering him in Elysium. Uh eventually the first boss starts kind of rotating mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah, the uh, first and second bosses, but the first yeah, well, one's yeah, actually different characters. It's so. different theories, whereas there's different forms of the Bone Hydra. Mm-hmm. Bone Hydra sounds cool. I haven't seen that one yet. So I just love again, like the good storytelling of being consistent and this is a run based thing. Like, I love all that you'll get those, like, bits of dialogue from Zagreus when you're, like, running through Asphodel, and he'll be like, I'm coming for you, Bone Hydra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you about Meg. <sighs> Throw me around. I don't know. I would have. Um, no. No. I'm, I'm, no. Never mind. Let it go, Josh. Aphrodite. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that sucks about the bow is you have to run. You're constantly running to give yourself distance to shoot, I which is just annoying. I love but... Poseidon. Poseidon. I love his I voice know. actor. I love getting a good Poseidon boon. He's like, hail, nephew! And he's like, I'm not sure how I felt. He's everything the, the... Aquaman could have been. Yeah, like, if Aquaman was your fun, drunk uncle, that's what Poseidon is in this game. Mm-hmm. Hello there, like little the... nephew. Did you like the skeleton with the New York accent? Skelly? That's not, what, that's not a New York accent. Mm. Is it now? No. I'm Skelly. Yo, you want the twain on me? That's not a New York accent. That's not like I said, run a train on me. That's like, his, Skelly is like a mix between like Jersey and Boston, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's hey, in there. there. It's, it's pretty closer close. to a Boston, no, New York. if anything, but yeah. <laughs> between Jersey and Boston, so New York. Okay, we're on the same way. Like, I know, I'm no expert, is it? Rich. I'm no, is, I'm no is New, New York's, York's between in Jersey and Boston. Jersey and Boston. <laughs> yeah, I heard it here no, first. I'm just saying the, ax, oh. the, ax, the accent is uh, yeah. similar. You know, a little Boston, a little Joyzy. You know, we'll mix it up a little there. I like Skelly. Achilles. He seems chill. So, Did you get Orpheus yet, um, Morgan? Have you got the contractor to reduce Orpheus' sentence? <laughs> um, I don't. No, I don't yeah. think so. I should look for that. That's the only thing. It's a bummer. Is like I just the only thing I got on my last run because the big hook is like how much better you get per. I got no. That's not true. I got the shield, but like in general. I didn't get a lot of my last run that really carried over in a meaningful way, so I was a bit bummed about that. But yeah. I did get the shield. That's one of the things so you'll kind of, as you get better, you can, or, you could, you can decide you're not going for a clear and just try to get as much stuff that will 
permanently yeah. upgrade you. You can kind of you can choose that as you just go, go for keys and um. I, I, I like one yeah. of the best upgrades to really help you launch would be like that defy death ability. Like I now have I've upgraded that twice, so I can die two times. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Well, you it's can like do that or once to get you the get, second one. Uh, one thing they've added since you played last is you can swap your upgrades now. They have different versions of them. And uh, you can swap your Defy Death to one that heals you for way less, but will res you once per room. So you can die on every oh. encounter. Counter, yeah. And Really? Yeah, and res. You just you're gonna have way, way, way less health to try to get through the next one. But you come back with oh. almost no health, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, Which there's certain yeah. really good combo abilities. Like I was telling Josh, one of my best early runs was there's an ability where you can, you can get for the Stygian uh, blade, a boon you can get, where um, it cuts your health by 70%, but every time you land an attack, you get two health back. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. I like that. Yeah. That sounds helpful. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing where the game really hooks you the most is like whenever you get a really nice ability that drops uh, and it's like fits your play style and then you're, you know, you're on a nice flow going through a couple rooms and you, it's just, you, you get a nice little ad- addictive loop to it whenever, think, when things are going well, when you have a run where things are going well, it feels, it feels really nice. Um, feels real noise. Yeah, and, and they've, They've balanced it a lot better than when they were. Oh, so yeah. I think playing when it originally came out kind of fucked me because I would probably be enjoying it even more now. But like there's so much of the game I already kind of experienced before, like with the dialogue and the vibe and stuff. Um, I'm glad I gave them my money and I wanted to support them. And from what they were saying, 700,000 people bought the game over the course of it being worked on. And then it's sold like 300,000 cents. So it's sold like a million copies. But a lot of what their whole plan with the game was to basically have people fund it and play test it for them, <laughs> which yeah. it worked out really well because now it's, it's funded and doing, you know, it's a fantastic product. From what I heard, that Switch version runs pretty fucking great. Um, like obviously not a, as clean of a resolution, but it seems like it's got a solid frame rate and it, it, it's, it looks more than good enough. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, they fixed basically all my problems from when I played it as, you know, as soon as early access opened. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Like it was just, it was way too slow paced, um, at launch and it is just so fast and so snappy now. Uh, that it it the combat in this game is just excellent, excellent. It's so oh. I I think this might be Super Giant's best game. Like I, the storytelling is phenomenal. The music is great, and I feel like the it's it's finally come to a place where I feel like that combat is better than like what Bastion was doing. Yeah, yeah. It it was it I was like, it yeah. was a little clunky okay. at the beginning because they had I don't know who who does anyway. You, when it first launched, your dash would lock you in place for about as long as it would take you to walk there, to just walk there. Um, so if you really, really needed to avoid something right now, you could dash. But other than that situation, just, just don't do it because it didn't feel good to dash. And it ended up just being more frustrating than anything. Um, mm-hmm. but now have, all I want is that Hermes upgrade that lets you dash three times. Oh, it's so good. Um, but anyway, w- w- having that feel so much snappier so you can, 
Dash has a cooldown now, but not a... You're not animation locked during the cooldown the way you used to be. It was... It's, it feels yeah. so good. It feels so good. They've... Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of all the changes they made since since launch. They've or since early. It, it access. definitely feels. It's more ba- well for for starters. When we bought the game, it wasn't anywhere near done. It was like it was like a a quarter of the game, if that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, but like early access is nothing new. That's you, you know what you're in. For yeah, there. they yeah, didn't have a lot yeah. of the voice actors. Nix didn't have the final model because they didn't have a voice actor for her yet. Um, they didn't have. Um, they have a a new. Well, several new currencies, like Rich was mentioning. I was talking to him on on my stream. I had to, uh, yeah. had, a, had a conversation about Hades, um, and they added a bunch of new currencies to for like upgrading the your your hub. The um, contractor didn't exist the last time I played the yeah, game. All which of, is all what, of his upgrades yeah, were just new, random yeah. items in the shop. Um, so you had to find them they had to randomly be in the shop whenever you went by and then you had to have the money on that particular run to get them which ended up just being a frustrating way to get those upgrades um yeah, yeah. so they basically just added a currency uh and and somebody to actually which buy is them the, from. the gems yeah, yeah. like the, the whole thing to me was like i had a lot of time on a record but i was telling josh like i went in took a look around saw the new stuff and just deleted my save and started over yeah, yeah, the yeah, the different too. versions of the weapons were not in there originally. A, a, not all this is like with the 1.0 release. A lot of this has been changed slowly since then, but it's just like playing it um, right after launch and then playing it right now is just night and day. Night and day, as- yeah. They they added like some cool stuff to help you like encourage you to mix up your runs like you'll go into the armory and like a weapon will be glowing so it'll be like if you take this weapon this run you you earn more gemstones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I might not be as high on the combat as you, but I think the combat is is really good and all the weapons play very differently and I I'm really enjoying. It. I would say, Rich, that I like what they're doing with the story, the idea of sort of like this. Uh, you know this this it's weird so the the entire premise of the story is you're basically just trying to run away you're just trying to leave you're just like a punk kid well that changes a little bit as it goes on like i mean originally zagreus just wants to leave i don't know if you have the hook for what he's actually seeking outside of hell at this point no i don't so that's all I, I I talk to everyone whenever I come back and I die, but I guess that's the weird thing. I've only technically done a couple of runs. I've only died. Like yeah, you're two or expected three times. to die several, several times uh, to the extent that actually. Or if you get very far in one run early on, they'll suddenly give you they'll suddenly be a yeah. lot to listen to because they just weren't expecting that. Di- well, it, oh, yeah, I got okay. a lot of that. And actually, they my first first run, I got so far that eventually I was noticing they're spawning like four or five times the number of enemies that are supposed to be in each of these rooms yeah. on that first run. Because they want you to die. Because you're expected like, to yeah. die. That's that's the hook of the Because they game. need to dish this stuff out. Yeah, because yeah. I noticed my yeah. second run was so, so much easier. And I got just a ton farther on that second run. Me too. But oh. yeah, there, there, yeah. there is stuff I just love the way some of that story unfolds. Like when you die and you just wake up in the, the pool of sticks in the house of Hades and like you and he just mutters you, something you, you, yeah. you have to walk past uh, your father's desk and yeah. like on occasion you'll see yeah. him just writing yeah. there and he's like the prodigal son returns 
It's great seeing it's, the uh, yeah. yeah between that and then between Hypnos always having something snide to say about however you died. Yeah, is pretty great. Heard uh, heard, yeah. heard Meg whip yeah. your ass again. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I agree. So like, have I you like, tried I like not the, standing the in, the, of it. <laughs> in the instant? Death. It's a, it's a silly. It's a different take. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just haven't got to anything where it's like more substantial. I'm like, okay, is this going anywhere? But it's still very early on, so it sounds I like also, it is gonna go. I, I don't know if you have had. I think you mentioned you might have had one. One of my favorite like encounters for characters you can only find on the run is like. On occasion, you will run into Thanatos in the uh, dungeon, and typically the way that room plays out is you actually have a contest to see who can get more kills mm-hmm. uh, between you and Thanatos, and if you win or tie him, he, he usually gives you an upgrade. Yeah. Really? Okay. They're really hard to win, though, because he's he essentially I've tied has a, once. That's all I've managed. Yeah, he essentially has a one-hit kill on anything. He just nine nine nines it. Yeah, you just you have to pick an enemy, burn it down as fast as possible, and hope he doesn't target it during in that the time. meantime. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know how many times that little uh, kill stealing son of a bitch that jerk. Just, yeah, I'm like he's sliver of health, and all of a sudden he just nine nine nines. I, it. Like, I do also like the way they kind of portray Thanatos in this. Like he is like a kid, like he's like your age, and he's kind of a jerk about it. Like. He's just like really mad that you were gonna leave without saying goodbye to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that stuff is is cool. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm curious. There's enough in the story for me to kind of be curious about where it goes. I'm just worried that the frustration of starting over and over every time is gonna get me. It hasn't yet, but I'm just I'm scared. You because don't play I a hate... lot of these games, huh? Well, like the 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 whole like I Gen Z and like the, the art they do that she does and and Super Giant is so great, yeah. but like if that you're... first environment is just it's like a pretty generic looking dungeon to do over and over again. So yeah, but the second one was at least a little more. You get a, a lot of it is kind of when we were talking about Spelunky last week. You can do like a complete that. run in about forty five minutes. Is yeah. my understanding complete run of the whole game? Yeah. Well, if you're moving, well, a run a run through is not completing the game. Like that's. Yeah, that's not really how these games are built. Oh, I see what you're saying. You mean like a complete run before you die? Like no, 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 no. Escape from start to the end. You you should be able to escape hell once you have a solid run in about 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, because like at the point I'm at now, like I'm usually through that first dungeon in like 10 minutes at the most. 10, 12. I'd say in about 30 minutes. That's a long time. 30 minutes, 20, anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes. I've cleared Elysium at this point. And I'm in the Temple of Sticks, which I'm pretty confident is the last area. So it's Asphodel. It's Tartarus, Elysium, Asphodel, Elysium, and, the te- sticks. and Sticks. Well, the Temple Sticks. Okay. What is your go to? What are you guys' weapon of choice if you if you're trying to finish it off? I like the Stygian blade, and I like the gun. I really like the, the shield. Um, shield I liked a lot. The for a shield while. is awesome, especially I, I like Zeus's version of the shield. Um, cause you can essentially, um, electrify everything. Well, <laughs> no, the, the shield, your special is you can throw it and it'll like bounce around, you know, your Captain America, Captain American, America style. But the, uh, yeah. the Zeus version, uh, you can, it like throws out a copy of your shield. So you're not a, light, a lightning copy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because usually when you throw that, you've got no way to defend yourself until it returns to you. Um, and on that version, you you oh, still have yeah. access to your to your weapon during that, which is yeah. great. 
Um, but yeah, yeah I really like that. Cool. And then the uh, um, the gun as well, like the the special. On I need that to gun. get the gun. I didn't even I didn't even know there was a yeah, gun. Yeah, the there. gun. It's the last weapon. Yeah, well, it's the, the last, last weapon one. now. I think actually they added the fists after the gun somewhere. in development. Yeah. Those are like, pretty good too. Yeah, those um, are fun. What's the worst weapon? What's the one I shouldn't waste my time on? The spear, I think, is the hardest because it's the really spear. narrow oh, yeah, and that. it has a really, you know, it's got a hitbox about the same as the bow, but it comes out instantly. So you can't really, you've already missed is the point there, before. Oh, yeah. There is an upgrade path I like for the spear that I think sort of fixes that because the main hook of that is like, think Kratos with the Leviathan axe. Like you throw it and then you call it back. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there is, yeah, the one where you the, charge to it instead? The, well, it's not even the charge. There's one where it's a one-time throw and it explodes and then appears back in your hand. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, th- yeah. so many, so many of these the upgrades completely change the way the weapons even work, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there's there's a bow upgrade that will you don't charge it anymore. You just constantly shoot out a stream of arrows. Um which is really cool. Which it which makes the bow a lot more viable late game. Yeah, can you imagine just yeah. shooting machine gun arrows? That sounds amazing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are encouraged what upgrade to, is that? <laughs> you are encouraged to like mix those weapons up because the the items you use to upgrade the weapons you get for beating bosses with the weapons with but the you, weapons uh, yeah but so. you only get them once like if you beat a uh, meg with the stygian blade you got the titan blood you get for doing that now you need to beat her with a different weapon to get the tight more titan blood yeah well i don't think i've even no you would have gotten the titan, titan blood, blood but you don't have any way titan to do blood? anything with it until you have all the weapons Oh, okay. Once the armory is full, then you can start upgrading weapons and changing their forms. Oh, so they don't even let you upgrade Mm -hmm. you. Ah, sneaky bastards. All right. I want you to try them out before you start spending all your resources on one weapon. Because all I did was dump all my resources into the gun. Huh. Well, that's a little little bit. I mean, that's cool in a way, but it's weird that they, like, force you to do it. But, hey, it is what it is. I mean, it doesn't take that long. It's, well, I mean, still a few hours. I, I love that last weapon just because I love the jumping off point of like, okay, sword, spear, bow, uh, shield, gauntlets, assault rifle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> assault rifle that with is, a grenade launcher attachment. Yeah. Which is, which is my favorite part. Actually, I use the special on that weapon more than the actual primary fire. There's also so that fun. boon that turns it into like five grenades. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I'm glad we all really enjoy this loot game. I'm glad to hear oh, it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. He's somehow never played a roguelike <laughs> until now. I played some roguelikes. Into the Breach was a roguelike. I played other roguelikes. I just can't think of them right now. I'm sure they exist. Was it? I played a Pokemon Mystery, uh, Mystery Dungeon. All right, that's a dungeon crawler. I played Dark a, Cloud. Dark Cloud is not a roguelike either. No. Well, none of the a roguelike you have to start over. Yeah, yeah, it's different. You couldn't even name like Rogue or Rogue Legacy or mm-hmm. oddly Rogue enough, Legacy Rogue Legacy is a Rogue Light because you it's, constantly upgrade uh, yourself. Yep, throughout the oh the irony. Yeah, oddly enough, Hades oh, almost a Rogue like. It's got light aspects in there, but most of the there upgrades are you get upgrades. aren't huge. They're yeah, they're they're really yeah, minor I things. I wish there was a little more. Most yeah. of what you get is knowledge, like. I, not all. I mean, of that it. there's the upgrades are still good, mirror. but 
they're slow. They are trickled out really slow. And oddly enough, um, one of the new things they did add was a god mode in this, which basically increases your damage resistance each time you die. Um, so you just don't get stuck for as long. Because uh, the more you die, you just take more punishment next time. Um, which is a, I think, mm. a really good way of handling the accessibility of this because they still want you to do the runs. Yeah, it's not something that, like, you don't want to just turn off damage for something like this because it would be pointless. You're su- the point of this game is you're supposed to die over and over again. It's, it's in there. It's just you, you need to make it something that you can't permanently get stuck on, and that's, yeah. that's a really good way to do that. Uh, um, well, yeah, I think it's, I'll just see, I'm not going to dismiss it yet because I haven't burned out on it yet, but I was just worried because like at the beginning you're getting weapons, you're getting different things. Like I just got a new weapon. So I'm excited to try that out. And as long as you're getting new things, it's not as unbearable. I think the only slightly sloggy thing for me is like, it's not hard until I get to the boss. So I just feel like I'm kind of just going through the motions. And then when I get to the boss, it's like, okay. Don't fuck around. Don't fuck around. It's kind of tense and that stressful. Stuff gets better, especially as you learn how what to do with what weapons. How, like now, any of the furies, it, I'm just going through the motions and putting them down. Like, and the depend the bone hydra okay. is rarely a challenge. Really? Um, okay. I think the bull of Minos can sometimes. Still but but give when me- it becomes when it becomes that way, where it's not really a challenge, it's just sort of going through the motions. There's something kind of lost in that moment. I, right? No, it doesn't it, take that long. And you're also, you're building your upgrades for when you get to the stuff you're actually working on. Um, It's not that it's unsatisfying either. It's just like, you know how this operates and the pieces come together and it feels like everything is working in tandem and it feels right. And yeah, yeah. I'm just asking. I don't, I don't know yet. I'm still early. A a lot of the stuff you're doing early on, the, the engaging part is figuring out your new build because the weapons all play differently. And then once you get your different upgrades, your different I, boons all change the way they play as well. Um, I started nicknaming my builds. I have a, a build I'm really confident in that is mostly Poseidon and Dionysus that I call my Drunken Sailor build. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it's, it's a really good combo for me. Oh, yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> I, I wonder why they... Because, I mean, Supergiant is a successful studio. I mean, even if Pyre was a bit of a, a letdown financially, I, I wonder... love Pyre so much. I'm just talking about the financials. I'm not banging on the game. I, I'm just wondering why they took this approach to, like, because um, it was just so weird playing this game when it was so un, un, unfinished. It wasn't I, like all their other games they had played. They were ready to go. So. I never I, thought I that game it, felt like everything that was there was super polished. It, yeah, like, it was It was not anywhere near as good as it is now, but it was not a bad, I, even at launch, it was, like, at, at I still early thought access it was launch, great. it wasn't bad. Um, but... I I think to answer your question, like I'd like to hear this from them, but just the scope of a roguelike is orders of magnitude bigger than any other other stuff. I'm, well, with possibly the exception because of, of balancing and randomization, because and like you can like slot everything into everything, so you've got like thousands of combinations. But you're trying to make something that's infinitely replayable. Yeah, yeah, you, you need, yeah. You need randomized a ton and... of eyes on that to to find what doesn't work yeah and they found and people paid them to do all that work for them which is pretty cool um hey you know props like whatever they did has worked out well i know that the game is doing well and uh mm-hmm. even among 
a hardcore segment of gamers and it's selling well and yeah balance it's I, I i'm really enjoying it there's something there i'm excited to play more of it right. um real briefly josh before we take a break and come back and talk mario did you did you have anything more you want to add on bpm but i i downloaded bpm bullets per minute i just uh it took too long to download so i haven't had a chance to lay into it yet are you still enjoying that i am still loving it um actually i i went into a lot of this i talked a ton about kind of more of the review stuff more of the some of the design issues that I've had with it. It's another, yeah, it's totally a loot game. Cause cause you get these different weapons and, and you get, you get upgrades. Um, it's, it's a, it's a roguelike. Um, it, it, it actually, it has a lot of influence from the binding of Isaac from what I'm seeing as far as, Oh, um, okay. Yeah. A lot of the stuff they put in there, they even have like little boxes with a coin slot you can put money into just like Binding of Isaac to essentially gamble oh, for items. Um, yeah. Better play that slot machine. Yeah. Which... Binding of Isaac was a tough game at the time. Yeah, I remember very that. tough. And, and another one that's just... That was just, the team meet, right? Yeah. Wasn't that team yeah. meet? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of... There have been several versions of that game at this point. Um, when yeah. they switched to the pixel art thing, which runs infinitely better. But... Um, it is so, so satisfying to get through. Um, the shooting is just amazing in that game. It feels wonderful. Just wonderful. Um, yeah. Fairly well balanced with the exception of... Odd... <sighs> the one item that I think is overtuned right now is a gauntlet that increases the drop rate of money. You get you get more gold. You've got a higher chance for gold to drop, and it ends up meaning, like it's it's not a lot, but it's enough more that you can essentially buy everything you ever see in a shop after you find uh, it. Okay, which ends up kind so of you breaking kind of have it. Fun sort of breaking it. it. it I have yeah. never lost a run of that game where I find that bracer, um, because it just well, gets when you to the point. A run. What's the incentive to go to another run just because you want to play more of it, or is there, there more, are you get more five characters? Um, that each have, uh, when they start out, you just have, they each have their own kind of base characteristics and their weapon. But then as you beat runs with them, they'll get, um, an ability and then an ultimate ability as well. Yeah. Which you, you find those throughout the game as well, but they'll, they'll all start with one as you beat runs with them. Um, so they all kind of play different. Like the, the base one is just a, you know, standard, you know. well-rounded sort of a character you start with a pistol and whatnot and then they've got um probably my favorite one um is the uh the one that starts with a revolver so you do more damage with that you're you're stronger right off the bat but all your you don't have any health you have all armor so as you lose it there's no way to get it back without like finding more armor because there's you're not getting any health regen or anything like that um through any and then any the armor's the gone and you're just yeah. open to yeah. death um which is huh. i didn't know there was different classes and stuff. yeah yeah well that you don't you don't start off with any of them except for one and you unlock them as you go and then uh yeah and then the last one you get after you beat the game on hard is just um one that starts off with the super super shotgun but you have it's one hit and you die. 
So you have to try to get through the game without taking damage. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Oh my god. So but it's you but you're dealing one hit kills as well. Well, no, the super well, for the, the beginning of the game, yeah, but um like the super shotgun is not just a infinite one hit kill like you still um you're still at risk there. It's not just like kind of clearing stuff out from forever away. And also the super shotgun has two shots. It's, you know, standard double barrel. So you're reloading most of the time at the beginning of the game. Yeah. So it's it's really a whole lot more strategic. And I generally just die to some random, you know, shot from a uh, the flying enemies that'll just like ping oh, at you. Just tiny little little damage yeah. that normally isn't a big deal. But whenever it's on a one shot kill, you've got to pay attention to everything. Yes, yeah. Which is always super fun. God. Yeah. God. But uh well, we got yeah. I I absolutely love that game. The the art good. style is amazing. The music is uh-huh. just outstanding. Um they managed to make a Doom like in the same year as a Doom game that has better music than Doom. Well, I, mean, I don't know about well, better hold on. music, Mick, but it's Mick Gordon's listening. I'm just I'm just kidding. But Go it's ahead. <laughs> because you have to play to the music. The focus is the music. The focus is on the yeah, music and yeah. it is just outstanding. Well, and you know, I think there is the controversy around uh, Doom Eternal soundtrack, but if you're enjoying the game more, it also probably enhances yeah. the music more to some degree, which is fair. I, I get that. Um, I always think about that because I really have so much respect for Mick Gordon, and I listen to the soundtrack. And I know it's great, but I just Doom Eternal just upsets yeah. me so much. Oh, I guess if we're, since we're, I'm trying to, we're going to try to exhaust this, so I don't. I mean, if, as you play more, you'll probably want to talk some more, but I want to try to get everything else done. Uh, the, yeah, the other, yeah, for sure. The other thing that I think is not 100% they could do something about this is that you upgrade your stats as you go, which is, mm-hmm. you know, damage, your range, your um, luck for, for getting different drops, uh, your speed, which is, oddly enough, great for all the fighting, but there are also, like, jumping puzzles. Like, all these rooms will have hidden stuff. Well, not all of them, but very often there will be hidden stuff like way up high that you'll have to kind of look around and figure out how to jump up to them, which once you like really upgrade your speed late in a run makes overshooting what you're jumping at a serious concern. And it is that it can be kind of frustrating trying to get some of those jumping puzzles oh. near the end of the game. If you've got a, a ton of shit in upgraded there, huh? speed. Um, and that is huh. a little inelegant. Um, a lot of times later on, I'll just I'll be like, fuck it. I'm, I'm not going to waste my time here trying to get to this chest that I can clearly see up there because I will be here just for the next... running too fast to jump. Yeah, I'll be here for the next it's five like minutes Sonic. trying it's like to get this nightmare. jumping. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, <laughs> trying to go fast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Sonic BPM, the crossover we all want. Yeah. Bullets per Sonic BPS. Ooh. <laughs> Bullets per minute. Um I got nothing. Um, yeah, all right. Well, that sounds cool. Uh, I got to download it. I just I got to get into it. I just got to get Hades out of my system, and then I'm mm-hmm. pretty clear. Yeah, I'm next still playing week both until... of them because that's that's the nice thing about roguelikes. It's something I pick. Yeah. You end up picking at them like a scab. Like I'm probably gonna be playing both these games, and then Spelunky, and then actually I just got uh, going under um, as well. So 
be, be going to be playing these roguelikes for like a year, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Cool. BPM. Uh, good deal. Good deal. Well, we'll take a short break and we'll be back to talk some more games. And uh, stick with us. What is up, Chomp Nation? This is Morgan here, also known as General Mountain Time. And look, I want to tell you today about our Patreon. That's right. Chomp Nation is growing every day. And if you enjoy what we do, whether it's the Chomp Cast, our social media, our YouTube channel, Twitter, anything we're doing out there, you can support us. And for just a couple bucks, you can help keep us alive. And honestly, our patrons have basically become family. And I want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us. And if you don't, that's fine too. We're just happy that you download and check out the podcast. Um, our biggest and most popular tier we have is just $5. Five bucks, you get access to early spoiler casts. That's right, Chomping After Dark. You get those several weeks early. And you get access to our top secret VIP Instagram page. That's right, on the podcast, you might hear me say, hey, do you want to be a VIP member of the Chomp cast? And you say, I sure do, I sure do. Well, guess what? Boom, that $5 tier makes you a VIP member. You get access to this secret Instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only VIP members get. And those polls and those feedback questions that we get, if it's a question of the week, for example, are read on the show, we make you a part of what we do. Um, so go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can look for our $5 tier, which is probably our most popular. And then from there, it escalates. We have a $10 tier, a $20 tier for Skypes. There's a lot of great things. But just head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Check it out. And if you want to support us, it would mean the world to me, Rich, Josh, and Shay, and everyone else out there in Chomp Nation. Until next time, General Mountain Time salutes you. All right, welcome back to the show. So, look, uh, a couple more games I want to run through before we get to our polls. We'll do one final break, and then we'll get to our polls. Um, and we'll Super be right Mario, back. Super Mario 3D All-Stars is a pretty big deal. I'm going to be honest with you, Josh. I did not pick this up yet just because for financial reasons. Yeah, same. Shit. I still have – well, actually, I need to find – I'm considering getting spending 60 bucks just for Sunshine because I still have ways to play <laughs> yeah. everything else. Like I've got, oh, I still have a 64 version and a 3D 3DS version of, and they sure Mario didn't 64. do anything to the 64 version. Yeah. Well, what do you say to that, Chris and Rich? Because I know you were pretty tough on Amalur, but from what I was reading, you know, they really haven't done much to these games at all. It's just you can now play them on your, your um, Switch. Do you think that criticism is equally fair? Sure, but also it's fucking Nintendo. Like this is what I expect of them. And I'm more than willing to give them sixty dollars just to have these three games on the same machine. Oh, I get it. So you're harder on THQ Nordic. I see how it is. I well, yeah, because they should have some fucking sense. Uh, I don't. I I expect these things from Nintendo. <laughs> like you don't get mad at your dog for shitting on the carpet. He's a dog. I do. Well, that, well you I think should. The point but... of this was mostly just here. You can play these basically the way you always could. Uh, though I will, and I think I mentioned this at the top of the show. They did fix something really arbitrary in Sunshine that I think is great, which is that the flood controls are no longer inverted. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Do you have the nice. option? I'm assuming they just nope. They, no. That's nope. weird. Why is it a drain? Well, they don't want you to play it the wrong way, like an idiot. Yeah. Well, it's the it's way so you weird. Grew up Their camera it. controls are generally much better than they used to be, but every now and then you encounter stuff that's just like, how did this still make it through? I was oh, it's baffling that they changed it and didn't give you the option to switch it back. Yeah, uh, that's very I don't care, strange because I much prefer it this way. Um, the most important uh, part of Mario Sunshine to me is that uh, intact is the greatest line ever uttered, bu- uttered by a toad, which is, what's this icky, sticky goop? Says <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, every date I've ever had. Um, and then Toadsworth gives you a nice wobble. Now, now, boys, don't touch Toad, that. Oddly enough, another one, my kid was playing, uh, he's been playing Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. On the mm. uh, on the Wii U, which is great, but they don't have a way to turn off the motion control camera. Which why 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 is yeah, there not why? a way to turn why that indeed? off? Because uh, like so my kid will be having like, trouble yeah. and want to pass me the controller to help, and as you do, it moves the camera all the fuck over the place. So then I've got to figure out what he was even trying to look at, and yeah. it's just like oh the Wii why U. what fun why times. is that not they. You can pause the menu decision. and actually change the control, the camera controls, whether you want it inverted or not. I think you can even pick whether you want X and Y inverted independently, even. What a, what a world. But you can't turn off the motion control camera. So it's just like, it's bizarre how some of these uh, things happen. I, I, I have, yeah. though, I've already beaten Sunshine. Um, I think my Shine Spark counts at like 70-something. Um, I'd like to go in and clean that up, but oh yeah, yeah. Played a little bit of sixty four. They haven't done much to it, but I'm just happy to have sixty four on my Switch. I think that's neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really good looking version of Galaxy, mm-hmm. which is pretty fucking cool. Like it, it's super they, cool to have all these things in one place. Yeah, I mean they're gonna out. get Nintendo will get a pass, but in reality, the 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 way they kind of get away with it is it's not really referred to as a remaster. It's no, just, it's it's a, the All Stars Collection, which is yeah. the thing they've done. They basically just stuck an HD camera in them. Yep, more or less. Yeah, and then cut a few so, lines where, you know, at least in in Sunshine, where they're actually talking about the controls, since that one had audio explaining the controls oh, in some of them. That's my favorite bit because instead of recording any new voice lines, they just, just cut going, the name of the put, button. Push the button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that. Look, I don't have a strong opinion either way. I think it'd be, I'd be happy to have all three of those games on my Switch too. But I, yeah, it's interesting to see yeah. how some people wanted a remaster or a re. It would have sure. It would have been really cool if they would have made Super Mario sixty four look like Sunshine or something. Yeah, you know? I mean, sixty four kinda... is the only one that merits doing that kind of work. Yeah, I mean, sixty four. They've already done it once. They made the three DS version that had. Different characters and a bunch yeah, you could play of cool as Wario, ways you could, Yoshi, yeah, Luigi. like it was really neat it was as far as a way yeah. to update something like that. Really cool. Um, and it was not in 3D, Morgan, because it was a Nintendo DS game. Was it a DS? Oh, I, I thought yeah. he said it was a 3D. No, nope, oh. it was a DS game, Nintendo DS. Yeah, that oh, was on the right. DS yeah, way back right. when. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember when it came out. It's been forever. But yeah, I guess it was just the original DS. But. Yep, been a while. Kind of strange controlling that with like a D pad. Oh yeah, time. that was the part about it that sucked, but it was still pretty good. Yeah, I'd well, love to play that as Wario. Yeah, like I don't, you don't play it with a D pad. You play it with a virtual thumbstick, which is better, but still bad. Ugh. Still not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a phone at that point. Get me yeah. in there. 
Yeah, it's, it's a little... Vir- I, virtual thumbsticks have to be the worst thing that I've ever experienced. I don't know why I hate them so much. You, you I- saying it was like a phone just reminded me of such a weird point in life. I remember working as a teenager at Toys R Us, and literally like me and a few people who worked there would like sit in the break room and talk to each other on Picto Chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different times mm-hmm. and send penises to each other on picto chat they go hey you want to use this this chatting format that we can only use when we're in the same room <laughs> that, yeah that always like so just many of the things they made in that were just awesome like street pass really cool idea just incentivizes you to always street have the console pass with you was an idea yeah. that worked really well in japan um mm-hmm. I had a really good run with Street Pass, and this is going to sound like the craziest thing ever. Um, when I was still at my parents' place, I we their house is across the street from my high school. Mm. Um, so I would leave my 3DS in the glove box of my car. Yeah. And it would pick up kids with their 3DSs in their backpacks going oh, yeah. to school. Yeah, I've had good luck on road trips as well with just, you know, passing somebody. You get close enough as they go by. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a chat uh, a app that time. only works if you're in the same room with someone still so baffles me. Like, yeah, um, it's, it's a cool collection to have. I think that if, I think that the, objectively, even though it would have been cool for it to do a lot more, I don't think there was any sort of implement in, uh, the soundtrack stuff is no really impl- cool. I don't know if you guys know about that. The soundtracks are all on there and you can keep playing yeah. them while your, uh, switch is in sleep mode. That's cool. Uh. Yeah, because I want to hear fucking Mario music when I'm not playing Mario. What the fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> I lo- Mario music is classic, but it's also annoying. It's Galaxy and Sunshine, two of the best soundtracks ever made. Like, if you're playing Mario, I was completely baffled earlier when Shay said he was listening to other stuff while playing Sunshine, and I was like, what the fuck? Podcasts. That makes sense. Cause yeah, that I could, but to listen to other music. No, I, lo- I love the idea of Shay listening to the new Deftones album while he's playing Super Mario oh, Sunshine. That's so sad. <laughs> I know, no, I, I think the soundtracks are great, but like very specific to a very Mario vibe. I, I love I listening hear. to game music while I'm working on stuff. Me too, but not that kind of game music. Uh, but hey, to, to each their own, Rich. To each their own. I mean, you, you just want to walk around being wrong all the time. <laughs> If only it was Grant Kirkhope, my boy. You don't even own any Grant Kirkhope records. I uh records? I don't own any records yeah, at all. I own a you don't even own a banjo kazooie record like me. Oh, uh, Rich, the best thing about that interview is even though we talked about banjo and like writing music on the Game Boy and a lot of fascinating stuff, go listen to In the Blood podcast whenever you can, Grant Kirkhope. Um <clears throat> yeah, when I did the uh interview for In the Blood with Grant Kirkhope. Uh, in her, in the blood, Grant Kirkhope. Uh, Are you broken? Um, what the fuck is wrong with you? The Skip I I made it a point. <laughs> I made it a specific point to not play any music from Banjo Kazooie. Um, not because I don't think Banjo Kazooie has great music, but it just would have been disingenuous because I didn't play that game until this year. So I didn't want to like be all phony with him. Like, oh, I love this Banjo Kazooie song, Grant. Check this out, you know. But we did talk about Banjo. And other stuff, but I was sad because I was like, "Man, Rich would be so sad that I." But I mean, how many times has he fucking probably had people go off on him about banjo this, banjo that? You know, I just I'm trying to give him a break from that stuff. But I do like the banjo soundtrack; it is great. 
Nothing? Uh, you got no comment? I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> I do like it. I'm just saying I was just trying to, you know, keep it fresh. Check Gruntilda's, it out. Gruntilda's layer slaps. Oh, Little yeah. mountain slaps. It's true. But there's so many videos of people making him play guitar to, like, mumbo mountain and stuff and ukulele on the internet. I'm just like, I've, it's awesome, but I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do what everyone else has done a hundred times. Wonderful, kind man. You should definitely check out the interview. And yes, the Banjo-Kazooie soundtrack does slap. Um, but my fondness for it is just so recent. I, I like to be as genuine with these people as possible. Um, yeah, that the collection is nice, though. I mean, I think 60 bucks for me is probably a little steep because yeah. those... I think with the know. amount of work they did... Granted, I, I've mentioned this but before. But it's a limited engagement. This is, <laughs> this is the type of re-release that i like the type of remaster where you just stick an hd camera on the existing game basically there you go like i like that because you get to experience it basically the way it was but just seeing more detail than you could at the time which yeah i like like you're still seeing the work that was done but you just you get you get to see it better which i think is really cool um yeah i don't think there's a problem with that I just I, I I'm not a fan of them releasing it for sixty bucks for doing that. Yeah, I don't think there's any problem with them not making it a big fancy but remake. It's a limited engagement in March. <laughs> it goes back in the Disney vault. <laughs> Dude, if, exactly. if this thing had been like thirty bucks, I probably would have maybe pulled the trigger. I probably would have grabbed it for forty even. But like, yeah, I sixty threw is my just money a at hard them for 60, sell. Baby. For, I know there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying like yeah. technically you can make a case that each game is twenty dollars. It's just insane, but to me it's like, yeah. Well, that and yeah, <laughs> Galaxy looks better, but also you can stick it in a Wii U and it already looks better because you're getting the it's still not HD, but, but you're getting the higher res, the upper res, yeah. yeah. Um, but nobody it, has a Wii U, so that's the problem. Me and like two other just, people do. Yeah. <laughs> They they actually you you can still get the higher res, but not full HD, because it essentially just emulates a Wii U is what it does. They just they stick an emulator yeah. in there. Yeah, there's and, emulators in there. Yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, Push no, it's cool. Button. Honestly, legitimately, like if things slow down or if it goes on sale, which will never happen because Nintendo hates. That's not going to go on sale. It's a limited engagement. You need to get it before it goes back <laughs> in the Disney vault. <laughs> Trying to get a COVID. Yeah, Nintendo. we'll see when it's about to go away. I still might get it just for sunshine. It's just the issue is I'd be spending sixty dollars on sh- sunshine. Yeah, my my kids basically. would love it. I think my my I might you know really enough, my three year old uh, Maisie she's having a little bit of a Mario Renaissance. She'll play Odyssey like she can like do a lot too. She's only three, but she can like get in the like the yeah. hat spaceship and fly around and she can, you know, she knows how to find the dinosaur and throw a hat crazy on crazy about getting through sunshine again. I forgot that it is so weird conceptually, but also the easiest Bowser fight in any Mario game. Really? Oh, the final boss. Huh? Yeah. It like conceptually, it's really funny, but it's, beyond easy yeah. there, there is a joy the thing about sunshine is it's very spe- like every mario game has a variety of that's why i love sunshine it's very unique and to some degree galaxy does have sort of a otherworldly vibe a spacey vibe but the thing about mario is it's always a variety of environments woods lava chocolate mountain ice plate you know what i mean the thing about sunshine that's so cool is it's basically all tropical it's like one specific kind well, mario is on vacation and it also yeah. But then, then it has like those aesthetics within it. Like there's the theme park, there's the harbor. Um, yeah. 
but it's still all and also aquatic. it had the fucking balls to really launch like first 10 minutes you're like what's gonna happen in the mario game what kind of crazy adventure is mario gonna go on i'll tell you what kind of adventure he's going to fucking prison boom <laughs> oh like and, mario you know, shows up he's like i'm happy to be here nice to meet you all and they're like you're going to jail and to be fair like the a lot of the ways that you use the hud or the little hydro pack is basically feels like a jet pack in a game like when i'm playing astrobot and i'm gliding around like that feeling of gliding in a platformer with a jet pack is good because it's just that cool feeling of like oh i overshot this thing let me flow back a little bit i've always liked that and I do still think the physics of that feel good, like using the hover pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Shay was talking about Mario kind of being slidey, I don't necessarily think of that as a negative. I just always thought that was the way Mario controlled. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, just I'm with you on of, that. It's, it's just kind yeah, of Mario. I think it's more of a thing. camera thing because it happens. You, you, it's not crash. Crash will stop on a dime. Also, what, what I what I hate is like the. I feel like a lot of people keep trying to use it and like Sunshine's camera is garbage. And I'm like, did you guys turn 64 on at all? Because mm. I love Super Mario 64. Yeah, at that the camera time, is absolute trash. At the time, hugely innovative. But a lot of those innovative games, yeah, the cameras were fucked up. Yeah, Nintendo has been slowly, slowly getting better at the whole when you can control the camera and when they're going to lock it in place thing. And those early attempts, the few times where they locked it in place were just so frustrating. Yeah. Um, very bad. It, yeah. It's kind of a myth that Mario sunshine also had bad reviews. Cause I was just looking up and it has like a 92 meta score. I think that the, it had, it was banged at the time by a couple big places. Like I remember GameSpot, which is a place I followed as a kid. They were huge. They gave it like an 8.1 or something, but in general, Oh no, was... an 8.1. That's well, that is as low as their scale goes. Yeah. Well, dude, dude, for no games for Mario, that was like on Mario. Oh, yeah, usually... yeah. No, it's, yeah, exactly. And for them, that's like a one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Might as well be. No, no, you guys are misconstruing GameSpot. What are you talking about? That was, uh, I believe that was before uh, Gertzman was the EIC, so I'll talk shit about it. Was that the Gerstmeister? It is. Jeff Gerstmann's the one who reviewed Super Mario Sunshine. Holy shit. And the wonder, well, he hates it. We all know he hates that. Yeah. And you know what? To be fair, he gave it an eight and said it was great. So how much hate could he actually have for it? Let me ask you that, mm-hmm. Mr. Gersmeister. It's still a. It's. It, I. I think he would argue that it's still on his lower end of Mario games, but it's <sighs> hard pressed to find a good, a bad Mario game. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And on the high end of Mario games, you have Super Mario Run. So, fuck you. From... Uh, Sunshine <laughs> is on the high end for me. Galaxy 2 uh, is the I top. I think Sunshine's on the high end for me. It's yeah. just really tough. Sunshine kicks my ass more than I'd like to admit it does. That game gets real tough. I mean, I guess if you suck. Uh, Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> El Sacro Numa. Uh, you know, it was a really fun level in Sunshine. There's that Noki Bay level where you have to clean that eel's teeth. That was, I love that one. Yeah. I hated the one with the cages that you had to flip around. You remember that? You had to like grab oh, the Oh, Rico Harbor? That shit's, oh, yeah. That's easy. Easy peasy. Not with that camera. <laughs> easy peasy, beautiful. Mario Sunshine. All right. Um, Maybe he's born with it. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a better punchline there. But L'Oreal, could, because I'm I worth could, it. <laughs> I couldn't think or, of anything or, yeah, either. But, it was it was it was a good effort. Um, 
I, oh yeah, uh, I was gonna say Rich. It was it's gonna go up tomorrow. Rich was kind enough to help me edit my first written review. It's already up for Mortal Shell. It's up right now. Also, um, this is going up days from now. So what you're saying is really untrue. Look, it's again the illusion, Rich. The illusion. You know, do you want to tell the listeners there's no Santa Claus either? Is that what you want? I don't have to. You just did. Hey, kids, gather around. Santa Claus <laughs> is your parents. <gasps> yeah, because we know so many. Ch- <laughs> Nobody's listening to this podcast. Oh God, I kids. hope kids aren't listening to us. I saw mommy dry humping Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Hot. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I I I'm kind of frustrated because whenever we did the podcast on Mortal Shell, like immediately I ended up like turning a corner in that game and flying through it in like three days. So I was kind of pissed because I was like, ah, damn it. If we had just recorded that a little bit later, I could have had so much to say about it. But that's why I was inspired to write a review. And I think for anybody, any developer that's kind enough to give me a mirror of code that I end up, we distribute the codes among us. I actually got a Mortal Shell code for Josh, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, anyone's kind enough to give me a code, I'll maybe get, try to give them the courtesy of a a proper traditional uh, review. Um but yeah, Josh, I'm excited to talk about that game with you. It's it's a little bit on the easy side, I think, for for people who are familiar with like Bloodborne and Dark Souls. As far as those games go, once you cross the the threshold for me, like I flew through it. Uh, but the one thing I was thinking about that I thought was really interesting because this game, I, I loved everything about it. The bosses were incredible. The environment, the monsters, it's just fascinating shit. I was sending you some videos. Like it's just a really interesting world lore, all that stuff. The thing I got thinking about though was difficulty because in most games, if I told you like, oh, I died three times in the last boss, um, but on my fourth on my fourth uh, try, we had a tense battle and I took him down, you'd be like, yeah, that sounds like a good difficulty. But if you tell someone in a Souls game that only took you four tries to beat a bo- the last boss, they'll be like, oh, that sounds easy. Because it's just a genre yeah. thing, you know? Um, there's no right or wrong there. It's just, I think the game is balanced well for a normal video game. I think for a Souls game, it's, it's on the easy side. And that's going to affect people a little bit differently. Yeah. I think there's room for that, though, because there's definitely a lot that the Souls like that that genre does well besides difficulty and uh, frankly i think the difficulty is the least compelling aspect of it i think the way they teach you how to play the game is probably the biggest part of it um yeah and the way they're generally not all of them stick to this unfortunately but generally they're fair like enemies have basically the same abilities as you as far as like not, sure. not same abilities, but they're following the same rules as you to the yeah. to the point where in Bloodborne, a lot of times the easiest way to kill bosses is to knock them off of cliffs. Um, which, you know... Cheese them? <laughs> yeah, like I'm kind of glad that they made... The old yeet and flee. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that they made the, the bosses break that rule in Sekiro so there are way less bosses you can yes. trick into killing themselves. Um yeah, I think that was something that kind of. Anyway, but as an idea, I like that. I think that's. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, once I, you I think turn there's it. room for easier souls likes, for sure. For sure. Well, and you had that hardening ability that gives you a little bit of a mulligan. And I was wrong about something on the review cast. You can just run back into your shell without killing the enemy. Um, so the the trick there is sometimes you let's say you get surrounded by enemies and they kick you out of your shell you'll go flying back like ten or fifteen feet just getting back to your shell sometimes is risky because you are frail um, uh, so even though you can harden as your like little 
crippled uh, ex, you know, human body form. So I was wrong about that. I thought you had to kill the enemy, but I was like, I was fighting this enemy and I ran around him and I ran up to my shell and I was like, oh my God, I can jump back in this thing right now. <laughs> so like you learn, you know, it's one of those games where you kind of just explore stuff as you, as you go along. But yeah, yeah, I'll save most of that talk. We don't need to get into it now, Josh. I think we can have a fun conversation about that game whenever you get around to it. Um, it's just, Really, I love the look and of that game, like the monsters and everything, the world, the art direction is just so disturbing. I, I loved it. Lord, yeah. it's beautiful, beautiful game. Um, and you know what? A little more accessible for people like me that maybe you're not the best gamers in the world. Once I cross that threshold, man, yeah, that's the thing. There I is, got uh, stronger. There's definitely room for uh, for people who don't play Sekiro and then immediately turn the hard mode on as soon as you encounter it. So. <laughs> yeah josh you sick bastard <laughs> god hard mode sekiro i can't even fucking imagine that shit uh that's so crazy um <laughs> uh anyways uh, so we'll have more on that check out the review on the website along with the other reviews at swordchum.com you know let's let's take one more quick break and then we will be back with all of the polls so that should be a fun way to round up the show mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen This commercial is brought to you by Chomping After Dark, our brand new podcast where we deep dive on video games, talking about the story in full detail. That's right. But we don't just talk about games. We've also talked about many wonderful movies. We talk about things from triple A titles to indie darlings to movies that just plain made us laugh. Yes. We are still waiting for the cat's butthole cut. If you want to check it out, please head over to SoreChomp.com or any of the major podcast apps where you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like, dang, I just want to get this podcast two weeks early, head over to Patreon.com slash SoreChomp where you can get access to Chomping After Dark two weeks early. And we're back. Uh, so, yeah, let's round up the show here. We got some fun polls to get to. Um, <laughs> man, we're going to lay in. I'm glad Shay's not here because some of these polls would have really rattled his G-spot in the worst way possible. What does me that tell mean? You. Hmm. <laughs> you, you never had... I don't know, but I've really wanted to use the term rattle the G-spot on this podcast for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's just strange in the worst way possible. Like, they're almost all mm. good ways. It's like... Almost. Hmm. Almost. There's a fascinating uh, fact I learned here about hermit crabs also that I wanted to get into with you guys briefly. Bringing back the bio break. Um, because I've been thinking a lot about hermit crabs playing a lot of Mortal Shell. Um, which only, if only Shay was here to talk about hermit crabs with us being a biologist. Just darn. Um, but uh, let's get to some of these quick polls right away, dude. These were some big ones. This is this is no this is no joke. Everything we do in poll day leads up to this stuff. When we have some of these yes or no questions on these, a lot of times it's jokes or games or this and that. Um, but a lot, of, if we have a massive question, it's like everything that we've ever done in poll day leads up to this moment. So. I said, if you can, by the way, you can vote every Tuesday at Swordchomp on Instagram. 
If you could only grab one console this holiday season, what would you grab? Uh, it would be 75% of our audience said it would be the PlayStation. Turbo graphics. Ah, close. It's the new Atari, obviously. Obviously. I will admit, 75 was higher than even I thought that thing that was going to go. Yeah, that, that's, that's, I would not have guessed that. I would have guessed it at like a 60. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking in the 60s somewhere, but yeah. That was that was after the Bethesda news too. So I thought I actually was thinking like, oh man, like I had planned this poll ahead of time, but then the Bethesda yeah. news dropped, and I'm like, you know what? That could have been maybe higher, maybe eighty or so. Can because you feel me higher. I mean, look, I'm not trying to rub it in. There was look, I love our patrons to death. There was a lot of patrons who were upset with us after that show, who said I stand with Shay, and they were not happy. <laughs> They're not happy that we were bagging on Xbox. Well, you know what? Sometimes the poll speaks the truth. <laughs> not always when people Why don't you like... take your Mountain Dew body wash and get at it. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think it's really that surprising. But again, it is what it is. It's nothing against Xbox. That's just why we were so bewildered and why we ended up fighting with Shay, even though we love him dearly. Yeah, because when you love someone, you can't just let them walk around being wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. That's why you guys love me so much. Oh, so sweet of you. All right. What's the next poll? <laughs> Will we see Elder Scrolls 6 on the PlayStation 5? Our audience is skeptical. 67% said yes. You're still going to get your Elder Scrolls 6 on your PlayStation 5. You guys agree with that or disagree? Eh, I don't know. I think maybe timed exclusive. Yeah. That's kind of, that's where I'm feeling. I, I don't, I think part of it is going to be based on sales. Cause mm. I don't think they're going to, I think making it exclusive is going to move some, but I don't think it's going to move a ton. And so if they don't have yeah. a good enough install base there, I think they'd really be foolish to not put it on PS five. Yeah. Best case scenario, you might sell 10 million consoles, but like if you're already 30 to 40 million consoles behind, what does it really matter? You know, but I, I think I agree with you guys. The time exclusive makes the most sense. You could sell some consoles for a while, but then you give, yeah, the try to get the best of both worlds. Yeah. And just sell yeah. more software, software to the people that were really holding out. Yep. Yeah. So whether or not they people. do that, I think that's probably their best option. So I'm, I'm I think they're, I think they're smart oh, enough so to, do, to do something like that. So, that's Especially if they seem much less focused on selling hardware of recent years and, and more about software. So I, I, I don't necessarily think that's the route they'll, they'll take, but I, I do think there's a strong possibility it is. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating. I'm just so curious to see how that plays out, you know, and what is Bethesda, what's the quality of the games, how that makes PlayStation You ready to see a, a Microsoft logo in front of Elder Scrolls? <laughs> A Microsoft logo on my PlayStation whenever I boot up the game. Well, I mean, if you play else. play Minecraft, you'll see you, that. that. You know how? F- oh, oh, really? Man. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's true. Though that's on everything. That's yeah, it really is. See, it's not that insane. You yeah. know, you have Microsoft logo end, popping yeah. up on your iPad for playing Minecraft. Yeah, it, it does feel like though if you're going to get a Bethesda and you you want that exclusivity. You know, 
it's interesting. I, I, I don't know. To answer this question, I agree with you guys. I would say timed is probably the most logical thing. Best of both worlds. Why not? You have all the power. Just flex those muscles. You know what I mean? Yep. Do doggy and missionary. You don't have to commit to one. We all, those are the only two sex positions. We all know that, right? Just doggy and just missionary. <laughs> it's the only two. Oh, oh, uh, oh I'm sorry. I, f- I forgot a, ma- a man on the bottom. Um, that's actually my favorite woman on top. So. Oh yeah, that's the classic for you. Yeah. Um, Rich was. I saw Rich being upset that his mic didn't pick that up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, was, I had a, a very brief issue. Uh, all right. So that man, there's so many hit over here. If you could, this is a good one. <clears throat> Which game is your most hyped launch day PS5 game? No surprise, 62% of our audience said Spider-Man over Demon Souls. I would say for me, it is slight nod to Demon Souls. Slight. Ever so slight. Maybe 50-50. That's tough. I'm not as over the moon as of you for either of these as, as some people think I am, but I am excited for both. So, I mean, one's a remake and one's a spinoff. Let's keep it into perspective, as awesome as they may be. Yeah, it's it's odd that they somehow managed to get about the best spinoff and about the best remake they possibly could. Though. Could for launch day, yeah. Right? Those are... It's it's smart, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you got... Yeah, exactly. I, it's definitely, a, like I said last week, with the crowds they're pulling in with the comic book crowd, Spider-Man being so big, and then you get the Dark Souls, the Bloodborne, From Software crowd. You got your hardcore base and your more casual base pulling them both in. Smart. Mm-hmm. I like it. Course, I do. I like that strategy between it. Yeah. Like they've, this is definitely one of the best launches I've seen from a Sony console, especially after last time with absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. Forever. Person wise, it's much better. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Like I, I just, I, the beginning of the year, I did not expect I'd want either console at launch. Um, so the fact that, they've made me actually even want a PS5 at launch is impressive. Yeah, that's a feat in itself. Yeah. This is an interesting one. If you're a PlayStation diehard, does the Bethesda move by Microsoft entice you to get a Series X? 40% said yes. 60% said no. Now, even though that sounds bad, 40% saying yes is not bad. Not bad. It's not bad. I'm personally... I'm. I'm Obviously, it's going to be on PC, so it doesn't actually affect me. But also, if it did affect me, I I think that's one of those things you you wait and see, because um, it's it's not something that has been announced at all. So it'd be it feels like it'd be jumping the gun to mm-hmm. to decide you need. Yeah, one we don't even already. know what what the situation really is. Yeah, yeah. I think exactly. It's just a, a hypothetical I wanted to throw out there, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, I really think Halo is going to come out before either of those important games, and that's going to be a big one for a lot of people if they're on the fence. Yep. Halo is going to be on PC too, for sure. But you know, if it might just be easier for a lot of people to to play Halo like they remember it on the console, you know, with their friends. So, are it, yeah, you guys are definitely would grab Halo on PC though, right? Yeah. Well, no, because they're going to give it to me in Game Pass. Well, yeah, that's right. That's what I meant, but sure. But yeah, same thing. Click download on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
yeah, you've already paid way more than Halo costs with Game Pass, right? If you've subscribed to Game Pass for like a year. You have been, yeah. Them. Yeah. I know, I have. I, I'm off and on with Game Pass, but... Yeah. Uh, let's see. An artist built glass shelves to see what hermit crabs were doing. It was gross. Fucking actually, It actually is really weird. Yeah, it's like a little glass shell, and you can see the hermit crab curled up inside there. Hmm. Um, and Nobody wants to see that. So it's got its own <laughs> category on Pornhub now. I built the glass pants because I wanted to see what my penis was doing. <laughs> oh, mine wouldn't be exciting, but I'm sure there are a lot of exciting penises out there. Um, are there? I'm sure you're probably it, more exciting. I think at any random given moment during the day, it's just there's not much going on there. <sighs> Could be. Could be, Josh. Uh, <laughs> it really would get it really would make it difficult. I mean, it difficult, has its dude. moments. But I I do love the idea that somehow people could gauge your arousal and interest. Like, oh, this guy has an erection when he's talking to me. Maybe he might be into no, me after I, all. I don't think anyone would have that. Like, why does this guy have a fucking <laughs> erection? It would be it would be bad. Also, for yeah. the record, you shouldn't just have an erection while you're talking to someone. That's not really normal. Well, um... No, there's no really uh, room you're absolutely for discrepancy right, Rich. there. No, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> 100%. Never happens to me. One more time and I'll believe you. <laughs> um, but uh, the options were 72% of the audience said, that's neat. But the other 28% said, pervert. <laughs> I don't, no, no, there's a comment that I saw when I found this post is like the first comment was just someone saying pervert. <laughs> Some guy building glass shells for <laughs> You fucking disgusting. <laughs> I just love, like, not like sexually perverted, but just like a little bit perverted. Like, I want to see what the hermocrats are doing. I want the forbidden knowledge. <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. No, uh, no, it's no. I, I was joking earlier. Like, it is a cool idea of just having a glass shell there. That's really neat. Now, yeah, if they had pervert. a POV camera for the shell, that that's a whole other story. That's <laughs> that's a totally different category. I'm yeah, no, out. that's that's not okay. <laughs> POV shell. Uh, you get to watch the <laughs> watch the crab get inside. It insert itself inside. This is interesting. You know, this is fascinating because this came from pagans and witches. All right. Um, <laughs> Crabs are very complex creatures, very complicated in their care. They need a variety of food as well, or else they'll seek something else, like other crabs. Ugh. They're very intelligent and talk to one another. If they don't have a friend, they will get depressed and refuse to take care of themselves. Now, I, I, The reason I'm bringing this up is because we joked on our review cast about how pathetic hermit crabs were as pets, right? Stinky and boring. Just trying to like shed an interesting perspective here. Painted shells are toxic. Crabs often clip off pieces of their shelves to modify them, and a lot of times the pieces are ingested for calcium, so they're eating paint in these cases. The paint will also flake off into the water and be consumed that way. They love to climb and need entertainment. They bury underground to molt. They build tunnels. They dig. They play. They explore. They are so intelligent, they need better care. Unfortunately, most crabs are picked up out of the wild. It's very, very rare that crabs breed in captivity, as the eggs are fertilized by salt water. Therefore, pretty much every crab you see in shops are caught in the wild. Buyer in. I didn't know this, but now I do. Sorry. Um, every, every car, see I hope they're not fertilized water. by salt water because that raises some questions. It might be that they require salt water for yes, fertilization. Yeah. Well, yeah, like yes. in. Yeah. In makes sense. In, not the phrasing by. just says by. the eggs are fertilized by salt water. Yeah. That's what it says. Like near it. But 
I got what you guys yeah. got from that. So, um, and there was just this whole long, like, really sad thing about this, uh, like these farms. Let me see if I can find it. Fuck. It was like a, a hermit crab farm. Hermit farms. Like that, this lady like stumbled across, and there was like just all these like pieces of crabs in there, and like I don't know, it kind of made me sad reading it to be honest with you, because I always thought of it as just like such a dumb, stupid, boring animal, like we were joking about. But it sounds like crabs are just very, very misunderstood. Um, and I started to feel really bad <laughs> just bagging on those hermit crabs. Yeah, no, um, like I, I, I agree. It's bizarre that we keep a bunch of them just to have as the worst pet. Just like let them be free. It's like a weird why choice. why would we why would we actively make their lives horrible just so one day they can make a parent's life horrible as well. That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I, I there was this interesting thing where this the the lady who wrote the article was talking about how when she found them um she she said, warning, the description of what they go through may be disturbing. They are taken into crab farms. So they are put into plywood floored cages. No food, water, shells, dirt, or anything they need. Their shells are cracked open, and the naked crab is thrown into a tub of painted shells that they are forced to choose from, making them more appealing for children. The cages they are kept choose in crab. The cages that they're kept in are littered with the dead bodies and limbs of crabs that got stressed or neglected. I was like, holy shit! It, God damn it! Like, if you think about it as a living creature, that's so fucked up! <sighs> I'd like to redact everything I said about hermit crabs on the last podcast. Not very bad. I'd like yeah, to double was... down on the things Morgan said about hermit crabs <laughs> on the last no, it podcast. It, it was a funny joke. They are they are lame pets, but I do have a lot more respect for them now as a creature. If they were less lame, they they're, wouldn't let us. They're do very that to resilient, them. noble, <laughs> terrible pets. Yeah, they're noble, strong, and boring as shit. Well, I think that that's that's the fucked up thing, right? Like you have all these because we perceive them as being so dumb and boring. Like we just think of them as these nothing creatures that can survive with nothing. We throw them in these cages and rip off their shells, and just we think of them as nothing. You know, it's just yeah. Shout out to hermit crabs. <sighs> mm-hmm. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Shine on, on you crazy diamond. Mm-hmm. Gave them a call out of my review. Anyways, um. As far as the that was the big one I wanted to know where people are grabbing this holiday season. Seventy five percent said the PS five. And again, that's this holiday season, that's incentive. Hopefully down the road things are looking more optimistic for that old Xbox. Um and to all of our patrons and friends that love their Xbox, I totally get it. Maybe you're wrapped up in the achievement system, you've had an Xbox your whole life, and you know there's no new games on it. You just want to have the newer Xbox. There's nothing wrong with that. I totally get that for sure. That and the controller is still probably going to be better. We'll have to see once we actually get a hold of it. But yeah, because that PlayStation controller is different. It's new. Yeah, it's it's well that and they basically perfected it last gen, and so they're doing basically nothing to it. Um, Hell yeah, give me that Dual Sense. Yep. Yeah, it's a good controller. So. All right. Well, um, yeah. So that covers it. I want to thank everyone for voting every Tuesday. That was some of the biggest polls we had. Shay didn't have to sit here and suffer through that. Um, it could have been traumatic for him. So, but Must again, be nice. for all of, 
it's it's going to be fun coming up here in a month or two when those consoles start launching. And I was I was joking about this, Rich. People have seven. You have seven days to enjoy Spider-Man and Demon Souls because Cyberpunk drops seven days afterwards, which fucking sucks. Oh, uh, I guess so that's coming out. I'm pretty sure Cyberpunk comes out sooner than that. No, no, you would be wrong. What is it? The twentieth. That's nineteenth. Nineteenth. So yeah, it's a week. Okay. Yeah. Which it sounds like a long time a week, but you know, honestly, if, that's why I'm thinking about maybe just grabbing one of those launch games. You know and what just, else? Like Demon Souls and enjoying it until Cyberpunk drops. You know what else comes out the day after the PS5? Oh fuck! What is it? Yakuza Seven. God. See, it's starting to happen. It's starting to happen. There's too many fucking games. <sighs> what I'm curious about is because they haven't said one way or the other if there's going to be a PS5 version of uh, Yakuza. I, I know like Xbox Series X is going to have one, but will I just be picking up the PS4 version and putting it in my PS5, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, I just don't oh, know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So you know there's going to be a Yakuza 7 on PlayStation 4. Yes. Um, But they haven't confirmed it for the PlayStation 5. They haven't confirmed if there's going to be like one in a PS5 box that is different or something. Hmm. If it makes you feel better, it says platforms, PlayStation 5. Does on it? On Wikipedia, yeah. We all know Wikipedia is fact. No, it really does say that, but I don't know the validity of that. So it does say platforms PS5. So we'll see. All right, it's been a fun show. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, thank, you, thank you, Rich, for being here from New York. Josh from Michigan. Of course, I'm General Mountain Time in Montana, and Shay was joining us from Japan before he had to take a brief exodus. Um, we will be back next week with maybe an all new, <laughs> possibly. An all new Who knows this year? It's true. It's up in the air. So we'll see you next week. <laughs>